Now that is impressive. Hmm. Four people going through a rolling hula hoop in succession. Wow. Okay, Scott's watching something weird. Mm-hmm. I'm watching The Jewel of the Nile. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen that. And it's on Encore right now. <laughs> and I'm bummed because, of course, I took my knitting to work and I left these three projects that I'm working on at work. Wow. What? There you go. There's the hula hoopers. There's a picture of a black lab dog and it's got a chocolate lab-like dog's tail in its mouth. And the next picture is he's flinging the dog over his head, still by the tail. Oh, my. That's pretty... Wow, that's impressive. Or the dog jumped. But, I mean, the black dog still has the tail in the mouth, and the other dog's, like, straight up in the air. It's kind of interesting. Are you sure it's a dog, not a stuffed animal? Yes. (laughs) It's on your live journal. You could go look. Okay. Not right now. We're going to watch the hula hoopers right now. (laughs) That was pretty impressive. I think I want to try that. Well, are we ready to do this thing? It's our last one, guys. Yeah, it is. Well, at least until we find some more stories to rant and rave about. Uh Mm -hmm. I am really enjoying bear stuff. I missed a chapter. I missed the chapter today where Sirius dies. Nothing like skipping a pivotal chapter. Oh, dear. (laughs) Man. How did you do that? It was in the process of loading them. The kids came this morning for a preschool field trip. So I was hurrying, trying to get things loaded before they got here, and I missed. I just didn't copy it right or something. I don't know. Oh. I put two chapters on in a row instead of copying this the next chapter and putting it on. Oh, I see. Okay. That's what I ended up doing. So, Well, I've been reading other Andy fic today. <laughs> you I, you know, no, I I didn't because it's not on. I can't get the live journal from, oh, you know, more. from work. And... I'm here. I'm working tickets all day, and after the tickets, I start reading. And I read Seeking the Silver this afternoon, and looked up, and it was like, oh, it's five minutes to six. It's time for me to go home. What happened to my day? Podcast night. Scott, did you read the Hunger Games? No, I never have. Okay, I haven't read them either, but I know she's writing. She's writing Hunger Game fanfic too. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I thought maybe Scott had and might want to know about that. Nope. So, Trisha, guess what I went to? What? A Twilight store. Oh, God. No, wait, wait. A whole store? Are we going to put this in the podcast? If we are, then we need to, like, or just move this stuff around. We're not going to put it in the podcast. Oh, you should. Um, (laughs) We went down to the, the, our little town, the town next door, is having a scarecrow contest to get people down into Old Town. So we Uh went down into Old Town to look at all the scarecrows, and we parked and decided we were going to have lunch. And I parked in front of this store, and I went, wow, that store says Twilight. And I looked at it, and I went, and that says no moon. Because, you know, there's artsy stuff down there. So I thought, okay, it's some sort of artsy thing. And it said new moon. And I was like, this is an all Twilight store. How are they making any money? So after (laughs) we went to lunch, I said, I have to at least, you know, go in and see what's in there. The gal behind the counter had her back to us, talked on the phone the entire time, never acknowledged us once. Oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah, you're going to stay in business a long time. But, yeah, it was all, it was T-shirts. They actually had La Push sand, which I'm sure came off the beach right around the corner from our little town, but whatever. And T-shirts and posters and stuff like that. It, it was cute, but there's no way she's making money in that store. 
Yeah, Sue said, I bought you something. I'm like, what, a vampire hunting kit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I bought you La Push Sand. Isn't that what you yeah. always wanted? La Push Sand? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different from other sad. How exactly? Because it came from La Push. Yeah, <sighs> Which you know, I thought I thought La Push was rocky. Anyhow, I did too. But you know, whatever. Each their own. Jacob walked on the sand. <gasps> oh no! <gasps> Jacob was in Pittsburgh. Oh! All I could do was sit in there and think about a very Potter sequel with uh, Umbridge, and she goes in and hangs a Jacob poster in Dumbledore's office when she takes over and she's totally take team Jacob and mm-hmm. I was I left the store just laughing my head off because that's what I was thinking of. Team Jacob headquarters complete. <laughs> Tell me something here. Are you team Edward or team Jacob? I'm team Dumbledore. What? Dumbledore ain't a fictional character. You know what? You old hat, you old hat. You know what I'm gonna do with you? I'm gonna stick you in an old hat box. That's what you do with an old hat. Are we ready to do this thing? Mm-hmm. Trisha, I, sure, why not? Trisha would like to go to bed before too late. Yeah, details, details. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, she's, too. she's still, you know, recuperating from the silly string fun she had the other day, so. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> that was a lot of silly string. That's all I gotta say. There were three cases of those things, and they were just coming out of the wall. I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, where the hell? I mean, they, they were like crawling into the walls and grabbing these cases out. And I was just like, oh my god. It was like instantaneous reaction. Like the two guys went and got into the walls, got out, and everybody just converged and got the silly string. It was just hilarious. I never seen anything like it. And who was it that got covered? Was it Christian? Yeah, it was Christian. Well, he was the birthday boy. That makes sense. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the birthday boy, and everybody's like, "Oh, let's do the girlfriend." I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm not involved in this." <laughs> Oh, you are now. Yeah, <laughs> you would look nice covered. with yellow stringy hair. Mm, yeah, I don't. Luckily, I don't know anybody that took my picture yet. So, huh. we used to uh, when I worked at the movie theater, people would come into the theater, and I would confiscate cans of silly string because they'd shoot them at the screen, and it would stick to the screen, oh, and, and those are you know they'd stick to the house lights, and they were all over the place. And in order to clean the screen, these are hard. those screens have special coating on them. It's not like you can just go up and peel the stuff off. Right. Mm. Because you peel the silly string off, the silly it's string takes too. the coating off. Yeah. And you have to clean the... And we're talking a couple hundred dollars to clean the screen. So, yeah, I would confiscate the silly string. And I, I probably at one point had about, oh, I think probably between 15 and 20 cans of silly string in the office. <laughs> Party! Because, oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, shall we start? Hang on, let me hunt this down since nobody's home but me. Hello? 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 Oh, Kelly, I was thinking of you while running today. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Why? Well, I was running <laughs> to the treadmill and Bohemian Rapid City came on. Mama? <laughs> Mama? Mama! <laughs> Mama! Yeah. 
I just started laughing, and then it came on again when I was at, at work, and all of a sudden, I, I luckily no one was there. It was like at the end of the day. And pretty so much you were saying, was, Mama. I went, Mama! And I did it loud. <laughs> we're good to go. Okay. And I don't think I've done it in a while, so I think I'll do you, it. Or let me. Yeah. Okay. You can do it if it's the last, because it's your pick. Because it's the last one, yeah. For Friday, February 10th, 2012. This is episode 138 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. <laughs> no, they're not! <laughs> We'll always laugh before the end Potterfic Weekly Where the story never ends Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I have to have to have the dog shake her chains at the same time. Welcome to Potter... Yeah, yeah, no, I can talk either. <laughs> Wow. You haven't said go. and yet, so you're doing all right. And, and welcome to Potterfic Weekly. Uh, I'm Kelly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And we are covering the last parts of Away from the Sun by HG Fan 1111. These are the last five sections, chapters 24 through 26, an interlude and an epilogue. Yay. Yay. And, uh, this story was 227,000 words. Oof. It's a lot, a, lot, a lot of words. It is a lot of words. But yes, they're well-written words. Yes, they were. And we left off last time with yes. an interlude over in England with Hermione and Ron discovering that Harry and Ginny are about to come back to England. And, well, and, and, that, Harry is al- and that Harry is alive. Hermione and Ron. <laughs> yes. The Weasleys well, have just discovered this. Yeah. What chapter are we on? Sorry. Sorry, right, I was reading. That's okay. Last so night. So pick up this week with Ginny and Joe on a plane to England. Yeah. And Ginny's <laughs> not very happy about being on a plane to England. <laughs> well, she's been on a plane before. Well, yeah, she would have had to have been. She was on one when they were trying to hide from everything when she and Jasper came to the U.S. Yeah. And she's so now they're on the way back. As the airplane jolts and Joe chuckles and says, don't you like airplanes? She's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, I thought you liked flying. And she said, it's not the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And he wants to know if you can apparate this far. And she says, not really. You need to do small jumps. So probably didn't Harry go from like, I guess he's in where I'm trying to think where Dumbledore was. was. Well, they never said where the cliffs were, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know how canon compliant this is. Well, and also um, remember that a lot shorter. Yeah, it's not very big, and the orphanage wouldn't have taken the children very far. They would have taken them to the coast, probably in the English Channel, from because they were in London, you know, and that's a day trip. Right. You know, it's not like they went to the Riviera, or you know, right. So last night, Ryan contacted me and he said, I'm loading my Kindle. What should I put on it? And I said, 
Harry Potter away from the sun, and he said, "Doing that one now." So he's got. Oh, good. I wondered if he had talked to you first, Kelly. No, he hasn't. Ryan, no. Uh. -uh. I thought, oh, Kelly got to him first and told him to put it on there. No, I haven't talked to Ryan in a few days. So I'm sure. I'm sure he'll IM me in the middle of this podcast like he usually does. (laughs) He's like probably podcasting tonight too. So anyway, they're on the plane, and Joe is kind of worried. You know, he's worried that he's. He says you're running from you're running from an entire country, but I have to worry about all of your brothers too. (laughs) It's such a hairy thing. It was. Yeah. And she's like, oh, they love you. And he says, I don't know about that. They don't know me, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified, too. I mean, anybody that has I would, to too. If, if you're you're going back to meet people that have known you since you were 11 and you don't remember them, you know. Yeah. That's got to be mm-hmm. hard. I think he took the whole thing rather well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once he got it out of the system that, you know, she was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that lot of something to dump on somebody. It would it would yeah. be by surprise. And God. Running mm-hmm. away from it and thinking about it's not an entirely unheard of thing to do. So. No, I'm trying to run away from my life all the time. Me too. <laughs> ah, yes. It's the, it's the head into the sand club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but somehow it always know. rears his ugly head at me anyhow, and I have to live, and I have to deal with it. It sucks being an adult. Yeah, I love they get off the plane, and he's like, "So, do you think you can find them?" And Jenny's like, "Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Just <laughs> find the person with the sign." Lucy, Lucy. I'm home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was Travel so kind of expecting to see. I was expecting to see the whole like the whole clan there. I'd be like, "Wow." No, no, because. That would have hit, that would have exposed her too much. Yeah, yeah, it would. They're being secret still. Yes, they are. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, the ministry just noticed all the Weasleys are at the Muggle airport. No, there's no problems. <laughs> I would say it's Arthur's birthday. <laughs> yeah, they're hanging out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Arthur, it's Arthur's birthday. They went to go see how planes fly. <laughs> <laughs> Could work. I think that's pretty genius to I myself. That's very genius. That's perfect. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Depends on whether they know when Arthur's birthday really is. Yeah, yeah. the ministry. They don't remember these things. Yeah, mm. he's just their employee. They wouldn't know. But yes, they find this guy and they circle him like five times, just yeah. in case. Well, and it's Linus. It's yeah. Trammel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, you took long enough. Come on, let's go. go through and she wants to know if there's any problems and he says yeah Tweedledum and Tweedledumber are around somewhere Yeah, she wonders which pair he's referring to there her brothers (laughs) yeah there's a limo and it's it's Rudy (laughs) Rudy and the drivers in uniform that's so funny for Mr. and Mrs. Brown Yeah, as in Charlie I suppose Mm -hmm. which is you know that Linus, doesn't quite Linus. go with, uh, yeah, it goes with Linus. I was going to say it doesn't go, well, you know, it goes with Lucy, too. Linus and Lucy. Yeah. I was they aren't of, Browns. I just, I don't know if we ever find out what their last names are. So, 
the thing is that Trammell hands Ginny Harry's wand. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, who did they have in the box? And he said, nobody was in the box. It was conjured. Yeah. Hmm. But she still can't even think about digging up the coffin, too. Oh, gosh. You know, what if there had been somebody in there? But yeah, she hands him the wand. And, you know, it's like part of your hand. Mm -hmm. And he's just, you know, shooting red sparks all over the inside of the car. (laughs) My favorite thing is when they leave. And he goes, can we take a port key out of a moving car? I don't know. Never did it. <laughs> We're going to try. Thanks a lot for letting me be the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, I just, I found that really humorous for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I like what Joe says when she gives him the wand. This yeah. feels right. Even better than yours, did Jenny? Yeah. Because they've got him a wand. They got him a cheapo wand in, in uh, New Orleans, but it's not one that fits him. Well, and he'd been practicing with hers, which would have been more tuned to him anyway, because she's tuned to him. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, just the thrill on his face. Just, mm-hmm. ugh. I, I mean, it's almost <laughs> like him being 11 years old and going to all Vanders all over again. Right. Yes, exactly. So yeah, they're going to be... There are a lot of good exchanges in this bit, actually. There is. And it's a whole catch up, you know, this is what we're going to do and, you know, what's going to happen and... She introduces him as Linus Trammell. That's not really his name. <laughs> Still doesn't know what his first name is. <laughs> not and, uh, yet. When, <laughs> well, yes. when oh, she no. Asks, if she wants to know how many laws has he broken to get this wand, he says, do I want to know how many laws you've broken while you were in America? And they're like, uh, maybe not. Nope, 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 nope. Apparently I have forgotten to turn my sounds off. You just I like this guy already, says Joe. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy already. But they're going to go back to the borough. Mm-hmm. And, and she asks uh, if he's ready. And he says, would you care if I said no? <laughs> we did come all this way. <laughs> yeah. So they get back to the borough. And, you know, it's spring. It's green. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, I, I don't know why I was thinking it's going to be that. But it, I just found that to be kind of funny because he was saying, oh, I want to go I've never seen snow before in that last chapter and all that other stuff. Well, and, yeah, and he's he doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember. Because I'm thinking, you went to freaking Hogwarts. There was like three feet of snow, people. Right. So she's telling him about flying on brooms, and he's just like, wow. <laughs> and then, of course, we have our uh, the um, obligatory sexual innuendo with broomsticks. <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> it, it was cute. It was a perfect. It yeah. was cute. But he's stalling because he's afraid to go in. And, you know, and I don't know. I don't blame him at all. So they're going to go. They walked in the door and Arthur is the only one in the kitchen or he's not even in the kitchen. The kitchen is empty. The kitchen's empty, which is unusual. Odd for the burrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was expecting like um, bombardment. Right. But I'm so glad they did did this. I'm so glad they did because they didn't want to overwhelm him. Right. It's not like the Weasleys can be overwhelming or anything. Yeah, of no, course not. <laughs> not at all. So here's Dad. Yeah. The and major. I'm sorry, that was perfect. Yeah. I like that Joe dropped her hand. <laughs> well, it was, it was either that or get dragged across the room. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. This is true. And we find out that Molly's overwhelmed, so she's having Take a lie a down. Calming draft. <laughs> she took a shot. Yeah, 
and uh, she introduces you know. Joe as her fiance. Yeah, and uh, like this, her father's face lit up with bewilderment and something very deep. Ginny knew there was amazement and grief and love and all mixed up in there somewhere. Um, Do you want to read that again since you did weird things during the Yeah, well, I have somebody coming in, so. Okay. And I'll mute you, but I'm, it's still recording, so it's going to get everything. Right. Blah, 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 blah. The dog has finally settled down. She was, she went nuts when I came home and now she's laying on the couch snoring. Yay. I want that dog's life. You want what? I want that dog's life. That would be a nice life. Yeah. I want my cat's life. Come on, Sue. Come back. <laughs> Probably chasing the coyote away. You never know. Yeah, I like to go to bed sometimes. <laughs> Aw. What are you on about? You. I like to go to bed sometime. You know, it's it's usually a useful thing to do. Yeah. Not when you get... It's I like to prepare when I'm going to get body slammed by my son. That's all. It's nice to prepare for that. Yeah. And actually, like, be awake when he's coming in and to tell me to get up. Well, you can always, you know, 4.30 in the morning, I'm hearing... <laughs> from the middle of the floor. <laughs> it's like she's not quite barking, but she's sighing really loudly. <laughs> yeah, Flurry just gets up and just looks at my face. I'm like, nothing beats little sandpaper tongue. Oh, I get that too. I get the little. Cause I, did you I'm guys all, just decide to chat? Yeah, while I was we going? decided I'm to wait. Sorry. For you. I ran out and did the yeah, chicken. Yeah, I like to go to bed. I know. You guys could have gone. On. I'm sorry. Do well, you want me to reread this line? I want you to reread the line. Her father's face lit up with bewilderment and something very deep. Ginny knew there was amazement and grief and love all mixed in there somewhere. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Harry's like, or Joe is like, uh, hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would think it would have to be so hard for that family just to call, to call him Joe. It's just be. Well, mm-hmm. He's been gone for three years. Yeah. Almost three years, two and a half years. He doesn't know who they are. Yeah. But I like how they understand to the, to the fact it makes me love the Weasleys even more. <laughs> Damn, Weasleys. They're like the, what is that? Jim Bob. The Walton. Mm-hmm. Jim Bob. <laughs> Jim Bob. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, Cowboy. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. What's going on? I was asleep. What's everybody doing? Good night, Good night <laughs> So, poor Arthur. Arthur is just, he's just as nervous as, as Harry is, as Joe is. You know, I mean, golly. Oh, See? He, it is. Golly. Yeah, well, gee whiz. <laughs> that's not, that's not Jim Bob. Who is that? That's is that? Gomer. That's Gomer. That's Gomer. <laughs> Well, golly! 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 I have no idea what you're all talking about. <laughs> oh, I just felt old. Thank oh, <laughs> Always happy to help. <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. USMC. Well, you're golly! I recognize the name, but again, I have no idea where it's from, so. Jim Damn American television. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't he on? What was he on first? Was it? Was I don't it? Even know. Andy Griffith or was it? I, Joey? Yeah, I think 
Doby Gillis or something. I don't remember where Gomer came from. Anyway, anyway. But the thing is that I think he's, well, and he and she, and because Molly gets up and Arthur is asking Ginny, you know, when did the engagement come about? And Joe says, recently. <laughs> Very recently. And uh, Ginny says, mm-hmm. we wanted to be married here. Mm-hmm. And you hear a voice say, we can work on that while you're here. <laughs> and it's Molly. Mom. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> you must mm-hmm. think we're all a bunch of crying babies. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of emotional moments in this. Oh, yeah. I mean. She's been gone for years. So, I mean, yeah. Well, and they thought he was dead. I mean, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good, just. Mm-hmm. Harry Jesus. Oh, that was a bad thing to say. Sorry. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. She didn't say that. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. And Harry that. calls her ma'am. Yeah. And she says, oh, none of that. Gives him a hug. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harry had taken a while to get used to the affection that the Weasley family easily doled out. Joe would catch on soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And she tells him he's always been family and he always will be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is still Herm- Hermione is the best. Oh, no. It, that's this is coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. So, oh, okay. so Joe so- is like, they come in yet. Um, they're looking at the pictures. Mm-hmm. And she's showing him the pictures of when he was little. Yeah. Of when he was, you know, at school with Ron and Hermione. And he's picked up on something that Harry was doing in the picture. He's, mm-hmm. you know, look at the way I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the picture keeps looking over at Ginny. <laughs> the others aren't it's looking. like, you didn't notice I was a girl then. <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice I was a girl. I don't know. I think I probably noticed something. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I think this is funny. I'm sorry. But he's like, um, she says, I think it's, we need some quiet time. And he's like, here? She says, I think they'd look the other way if you decided to shag me in the living room. And he's like, I don't mean that. I just don't think I could with them just in the other room. Yeah. Well, then he's like, we shouldn't be doing this. Someone could walk in on us. And then it's like, Jenny's like, let them. And the next thing you hear is, you'd think that Jenny would have the decency to close the door before she molests our newly discovered friend. Right. And Joe's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him. He just like, he's on top of her and he's just like petrified. And he's like, I'm- well, he tackles her. It's so funny. In the middle of the pile of pictures and uniforms and homework and one order of Merlin first class. <laughs> yes. You'd think Jenny would have had the decency to close the door before she molests her newly discovered friend. <laughs> Indeed, dear brother. Although it does appear that he was doing the molesting. <laughs> I just like Joe's reaction. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Just like I'm gonna die now. <laughs> I don't know about you when they were talking about the stouter of the two and the shorter of the two and stuff like that. I had a hard time because of the <laughs> no movie. Of the movie. 
<laughs> Sue, shut up. <laughs> because of the movie, because the guy, I mean, Rupert's is so short compared to the twins. <laughs> I couldn't remember who was who in the movie, in the story. I'm like, yeah, Ron's really supposed to be freaking tall, and then the twins are supposed to be short, not the other way around. I, I wasn't under that impression. Was this? Oh, I was so confused. Did we find out which? No, wait a minute. No, I we never. This was. That. I actually thought it was Bill and Charlie. Uh, I did because Charlie is supposed to be short, and Bill is supposed to be tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, really I was. It was Ron and George. That was my impression. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if it ever says. I don't yeah, know. I'm looking too, I don't but see we're. It. But we. But we finally put ourselves back together here <laughs> and the phrasing um, the indeed dear brother reminds me of the twins but uh, yeah 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 but one is tall it, it doesn't yeah well and i don't the twins are fred's not here right You're right mm-hmm. fred so is, it would be george and ron but it but, would still be george's twins kind of phrasing right it's hard to say it could be either of the two pairs i don't I know that's something they're we could all freaking wesley Andy, which ones were they? <laughs> anyway, now they've come back downstairs after they put Joe back together. And uh, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Joe. Joe, this is everyone. <laughs> and of course, who tackles him but Hermione? Hermione. And Hermione <laughs> is babbling. <laughs> and what I find it to be hilarious, there's Ron interpreting her. Ron is time. And he says, Sorry about that. She says she missed you. This is his. This is how I'm dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And that you always did get into too much trouble. <laughs> uh, she says she's going to kick your arse for not telling us what was going on at the ministry. And and Ron is like, you know, it's <laughs> just babbling. Uh, by it's then they figure out that what he made up. Yeah, she says that now you're here and done groping my sister. It's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got to be Ron that was up there. Because Ron, Ron knows that he was up groping his sister. Oh, oh don't you think that t- whoever they were would have came down and told them all? Yeah, they would have oh, said. Mm-hmm. You never know. It would have been, give him a minute, he was upstairs groping Ginny. But mm-hmm. I, I like that Ginny, you know, stomps on his foot and says, you just couldn't resist, could you? And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I get the impression that she probably really was saying the first two sentences or something oh, yeah. like them. And then, and he then just... after that, he just started making it up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I like the mumbled again and broke into a fresh set of wails. It was like, <laughs> and he's just like, Pat, Joe's just patting her back. Like, it's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who you are, but it's okay. I think oh. I need to do this. And it's like such a hairy thing to do, especially a younger Harry. He's like, what do I do with her? She's a girl. <sighs> well, not just, she's not just a girl, but she's crying I- all over me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like any, over. pretty much like any kind of male. If you got a girl crying, you're like, okay, what do I do with this right. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's patting her on the back, which is really funny. And he kind of hugs her. I like it. It says he kind of gives up and just holds her. He doesn't know what else yeah. to do. No, he doesn't. So then we have, apparently, satisfied Ron dinner. Mm-hmm. And now he's peppering Joe with facts about Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then well, he, he, him to now he can really, tr- he can really truly get Harry to get along to be with a Cannon's the, fan. <laughs> yeah, to be a Cannon fan. No, I think the or color orange would still be offensive to anyone's eyes. <laughs> no matter like if you remembered color. it or not. <laughs> I like the color orange. I do too. Uh, you never know. Yeah, I thought you liked the color green. <laughs> Just because I like Slytherins doesn't mean I like the color green. I was actually referring to a certain Halloween costume. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> Too bad that wasn't Halloween. That was in August. Oh! Yeah, this is from the person who just took the Hogwarts sorting test and ended up in Ravenclaw, was it? Trisha? Not me. No, I ended up in Gryffindor. Oh, it was Gryffindor. I'm sorry. I knew it wasn't Hufflepuff. And it wasn't Slytherin, so I was really confused. Yeah, me too. I haven't tried that one yet. I'd have to see where I end up. I Lord. ended up at Gryffindor. So, it's after dinner. And they're talking about things... At the ministry. And, you know, Ginny's like, George, you can't go. Mm-hmm. You have a wife and a baby on the way. You can't go. And he's like, oh, boring. <laughs> he says, just, you know, can there be explosions? Even small <laughs> ones? <laughs> yep. Gotta be explosions. See, this is why I think that Bill was one of them, because Victoire is there. And she's giggling, too. Yes. And mm. when just little kid little kids laughs are just sometimes the most addictive and the most wonderful thing to hear. Mm. The word is infectious. Yeah. Yeah. course so is they're crying if you're in a room of other little kids because if one goes oh, yeah. they all go is that like that's a dominant is, effect is it like if one throws up all of them do <laughs> i had one choke on me today he scared me to death oh no oh yeah he had muff in his mouth and he coughed and when he started to cough he inhaled first oh and inhaled oh. all this muffin oh and it was just like, okay, just keep coughing. Just keep coughing. You're okay. I want to go home. Like, I know, but let's just get breathing first and then we'll talk about going home. So Joe says, this feels like home, which is like, oh. Yeah. And she wants to know if he remembers something. And he says, no. Yeah. It just feels like how home's supposed to feel. Yep. And that is the end of Landing in London. Well, actually, he says to her, you're oh, yes. home. Or my home, yes. And then, Six. yes, is that when we get the no? No, that's not I'm when we get the, there the tooth no, anymore. Vomit. There's no. There's. There's not the. This isn't the toothbrushes passed out for fluff. No, that, that was, was a couple. No, of that times was last ago. week. It's yeah. a couple chapters ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you missed all the various other vomiting things last time, Trisha. Yes. Yeah. We mentioned we, them for you, though. We talked about you because yes. we found vomiting. Right. Oh, she's not here to be excited. I know. I don't okay. think they used the word again, though. So you yeah, didn't they miss did. That anyway. They said almost vomited, and I went vomit almost. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're. So off we to... move on to chapter twenty-five, which is it's... called "It's Not My Time." Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> I love it. He wakes up in the really early morning and decides he's got to go to the bathroom. So he heads down the hall and he's trying to be quiet. 
and he gets to the bathroom and flicks on the light switch, but there's no light switch, and he's like, um, oh wait, there's a spell for this, um, um, Lumine, 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 yeah. you know, he doesn't know what it is. Lumiere. <laughs> he finally just goes, Luminos. light, damn you! <laughs> and it lights up. <laughs> hey, that works. And then he's very happy the toilet works like it should. Right. <laughs> it's all in the intent, don't you know? Yeah. Oh, I love the mirror. Yeah. He washes his hands and face. And it's like, you've grown up quite well. <laughs> he's like, um, who's here? You look so much better without the scar, dearie. Mm-hmm. That would be a little bit disconcerting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought to tell him about the talking mirrors, because they're just sort of an everyday thing. And, except they're not. Yeah, and he's like, what the... And she's like, well, hello to you, too. <laughs> he's just like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> and I just like when he gets out of there, he looks at the look at his wand and goes, off. <laughs> yeah. Now what do I do? Hey, well, he goes, how's the talk with Mr. Weasley? Yeah. And it's a really sweet talk. And- I like the <laughs> Chitty cast the silencing charm, and he's like, uh, I'm not really sure if anybody can hear anything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how he starts it. Ginny said you came in on an aeroplane. Yeah. That's so that's such a Mr. Weasley thing. I did say giggle. I'm like, you know what, that's a good like been with the muggle world again for so many years and, and stuff. It's kinda of like, okay. It was just like him going, Tell me the properties of a rubber duck. The what? Usefulness of the rubber duck. The usefulness so, of a rubber duck. Okay. I can hardly hear you. You got really, really quiet all of a sudden. Sorry Trisha. about that. There that's we good. go. Hi. Hi. I know you weren't talking to me. It was the dog. No, I think she was talking to you. I was talking to you. Oh, good. The dog is still sleeping. Yay. Oh. <laughs> so I like the fact that he can look at Arthur and see the person Jenny was telling him about. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Arthur says, I had this talk with you once before, but if you'll indulge me, I'd like to do it again. And Joe's like, uh, okay. And he's, you know, thinking that Mr. Weasley is going to give him the don't hurt my daughter speech. Yeah. Or maybe you should be married before you sleep together speech. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Oop, too late. Yeah. And, you know, Arthur says, you've always had a special place in our family. And I know you don't remember that, but I want you to know this. And there was a time when I would have imagined that what happened to you was the worst thing ever. But I've lost two children. And that's... Yeah. Including, you know, you, you lost a child. You lost two. You lost right. Harry. He lost, and, yeah. And you basically lost Ginny, too. I mean, she was gone. Well, well and he's lost, he's lost Fred. Fred. Right. Fred and yeah. Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have you back again and so in love with our Ginny. I can die a happy man, Joe. And, you yeah. know, Joe just doesn't know what to say. I just want to mm-hmm. hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Mr. Weasley. Yeah. You love Mr. Weasley. I love Mr. Weasley. (laughs) And he declares that he's in love with her, and Arthur just laughs because he says, That's exactly what you said the last time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If it was true, then. We have another scene change. Yes. And they're waiting. They're just before. They're going to go meet the order. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're at Grimmauld. And Judy wants to know how he's not nervous. 
Yeah. And he says, like, I met your family. I'm not nervous now. That was the hard part. He doesn't know any of these people. He can't, he doesn't care what their opinion is. Right. And she's like, you know, about ready to tear hair out. Yeah, her skin's just crawling. Well, she has to go tell them. Right. You know, I've the ministry you know, is corrupt. The ministry is corrupt, and, and yeah. And by the way, yeah. the person they thought was murdered was really wasn't. Surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, then you know, she has to prove because I mean, no matter if they are in the order or Dumbledore's army and stuff like that, they've had so many years hearing Jenny is a nutcase. Right. Well, yeah, at least two, at least mm-hmm. two years, and he's been gone for that. Yeah. You know, and, but she's been looking. She looked for him for a year and a half mm-hmm. because they didn't think she was a nutcase until right, right before, before she, she fled. Yeah. Right. So they've heard of a year and a half of she's a nutcase. And the year before that was she's in mourning. Mm-hmm. She's trying to work through it. Right. You know. So and of course, George walks in on them snogging because they've decided that they're, you know, they're talking about as soon as we get this done, we can get married. And they're like, yeah, that's the goal. That's what we want. And George is like, do you two ever stop? (laughs) So maybe it was him the first time. Mm -hmm. And she goes in to tell them. Yeah. Well, and he stays out there Mm -hmm. and she goes in and she's like, I'm here today to try to get your help. Mm hmm. The ministry are, is corrupt or parts of it. And they're like, why should we believe you? Right. She says, I can't make you believe me. You know, I'm sure some of you think I'm crazy and that's okay. There are plenty of times when I thought I was myself. Yeah, really. And um, she explains what Lucas is mm-hmm. and what the memory, long-term memory charms and that there were survivors from this program. Right. And the first one was Marius. Marius, yeah. And um, somebody says, well, what does this have to do with the ministry? And she said the project, you know, were seemed to be going well, but they wanted candidates who had stronger memories. So they took people and erased who they were. Mm-hmm. And Harry was alive when they did this. They took Harry. And people went nuts. Right. And they're like, this is not true. And, you know, what is this? And uh, Kingsley gets up and says, She's telling you the truth. Yeah. Harry was alive when they attacked me, when they did this to me. Yeah. And he was alive. I remember. And they were supposed to take Kingsley, too. Mm-hmm. And she says that they had stumbled on the corruption in the Ors department and the corruption yeah. that the minister was aware of but supported. And somebody says, you know, where's your proof? Where's, what makes you think he didn't die? Mm-hmm. And you hear a voice that says, because I'm not dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pandemonium! (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like an entrance. Yeah, dramatic entrance. (laughs) And then Trammell's had enough. Sit down and shut the hell up. Let's let him have his say. And then you can go insane. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Are you really Harry? Prove it. Mm -hmm. He says, I can't. I can't prove it because I don't remember anything. And so... But everything I've seen has convinced me I am. Yeah. I liked I liked Hermione's thing. An Auror's magical signature is documented when they are accepted into the Academy. We compared Joe's signature to the one that was on file for Harry's, and they match perfectly. Yay! Can, can they be like, forged? They're like a fingerprint. And they're all unique. And there's mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. And of course, Dean wants to know about fingerprints or DNA. Of course. Oh, Muggle. he's a Muggle. Right. Because yeah. he actually knows what that is. Right. 
I can imagine half the crowd looking at each other going, huh? what? <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's DNA? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then Neville steps up. Love Neville. If Ginny <laughs> believes it's him, then I believe it. Neville's and so does Seamus. Yep. And Dean's in two. And of course, yeah. Hagrid believes everybody. Of course. I just found it funny. He goes, yeah, Harry. Yeah. Cho, Cho wants to know where he's been. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, I got away from Lucas and I ran. And I ended up in New Orleans and that's where Ginny found me. Yeah. Yep. And she's feeling really good because he doesn't really care about all this, but he's doing it anyway to help her out. So Right. Well, she tells him he's amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. He's confused. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're going to do the plan. Now, what's the plan? Yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah. Plan? You want a plan? Really? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, growing that far. Okay. McGonagall's like, you're not suggesting vigilante justice. And Charles's uh, yeah, like, we are. You know, we're going to stop them from stealing people from their homes and their lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think Monocle, um, McGonagall, some, some people, I think they portray her more like a, a logical person, which she is, but she is a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. She's going to jump it in. Yeah, and, but like, she's going to think about it first. And then she'll jump in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Trammell says, well, we've got a reporter that'll stand behind us and print what we need. And they're like, as long as it's not Skeeter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, first thing I thought of was Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're all like, you know, what do we do if we get caught? Right. You know. And we're not and successful. So, so they're like, okay, the people that are going to be doing this, you I'm going to be, be prepared to give up everything. Everything. Right. It means, you know, leaving the country if it doesn't work or suffering the consequences or, or having the same thing happen to you that happened to him. Right. You know, and Molly points out that this is no different than standing up to Voldemort. I love Molly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And apparently Joe still knows how to make speeches. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Because he says, I'm not asking you to do this. Don't do it for me. Just do it to save your country and your family and stop them from doing these kinds of things to anyone else. Right. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's like... <sighs> and Kingsley has the uh, Lord of the Rings moment. <laughs> I'm in! <laughs> Steps forward and offers his wand. Right. And and the Weasleys are in, and so are all the Gryffindor guys. Uh-huh. And Hagrid. And of course. Of course. Of course, Hagrid. And now mm-hmm. we need a plan. So, then we... then we. I'm a girl. I love a plan. Then we change... <laughs> we, have, we don't actually get to hear the plan, but... No, we don't get to hear the yeah, plan. Yeah, like, that kind of that upset me. I wanted to hear... Yeah, that. I know. I, I was... You know, this was, this was really moving along, and we don't what happens because neither Joe or Ginny are there. Right. And that's why we don't see it. Right. Okay. And why we get firsthand from the people who were there later. But it it seemed like it was kind of a wind you up and then left you hanging a little bit because they stayed behind. They were at the borough. Mm-hmm. They were not in the ministry stirring the pot, mm-hmm. you know, or should I say stirring the cauldron, you know, right. So, uh, Alex. tactically, it makes sense because yes, it makes these perfect sense. Right. So if everybody else gets attacked and shipped off or whatever, well, and he doesn't remember. Courts. Can mm-hmm. you imagine trying? Okay, we want you to do all these things. 
magically. He doesn't remember those spells. Right. He knows stupefy because he cracked the wall in the apartment. But, you know, he and doesn't. Evanesco. And Evanesco. But he doesn't remember the spells. So, you know, don't. That's like, you know, here, have a. Light, light damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he even love Lumos. Doesn't, he doesn't remember Lumos. Start yelling at them. Fall over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> die, damn you, die. And the thing is, they probably would. Get knocked out. Well, With the amount of magical energy he has in him, yeah, you know, it's that whole, yeah. I've read stories where it's been, you know, super hairy and because he doesn't know that he can't do something. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember that there's a limitation to doing something. Right. Well, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like what, like how children are. I mean, they don't, they're, they're fearless until they start growing older and they have more experiences and stuff. And then right. that's how. They end up having these fears. And well, and it's kind of like, you know, limited. it's kind of like skiing. You know, I didn't know that this was the hardest hill to start on, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did it anyway. I didn't know that I was supposed to be afraid of those cliffs. <laughs> right. And, you know, once you learn on skiing, that doesn't hurt usually to fall down. You're cool. Right. Well, you so, know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so, yes, we have this interlude. I like this part because well, Jenny wants to know if he wants to go and meet Teddy. Yeah. And he's immediate response is, you know, he's lost so much already. I don't want to go and meet him. And then something happened to me and he lose somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so he wants to wait until everything is settled. Yeah. And I can see that. And Jenny sees it then too. But at first she's like, you know, what's the matter with you? And then he explains it. And she's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. She says you and they have discussed whether they want to have kids, which he hasn't thought about because he's never thought it was going to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Gee, that sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> that that f word coming back to haunt him. Family, and actually, I was thinking more like future. Future. <laughs> That's a, good one a lot too. of f. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. Here, <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> but mm-hmm. remember. That she doesn't call him Harry. Right. Except here. She calls him Harry. And until we take care of this, we can't even think about having a family. And he says, you know, they're not taking me again. I'll go through hell to protect you. And then she says, I know you will. I believe in you, Harry. And he's like, okay. (laughs) As long as we're together, we can handle anything. We can do anything. Yep. Aw. Puke. Throw up. (laughs) 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 so we're into the next morning because everyone is preparing to implement the plan and jenny isn't feeling so great about being left behind either so she's kind of agreeing with the readers but she gets the idea yeah joe's not eating either he's nervous yeah he is you know and uh George is talking to Ginny. He knows that she's fidgety because she wants to be in on it and mm-hmm. she can't be. She wants to be the one to save him again. Yeah. Kind of nice yeah. seeing people saving Harry instead of Harry trying to save them all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not capable at this point. Right. Right. Because he can't protect himself. Well, you know. Right. Well, he's still shaky on uh, you know, Lumos. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's called light, damn it. 
Yes, right. <laughs> it's, it's the new spell, the new Lumus. So you, th- you think it needs the the part at the end to work? Or? Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. And I mean, no, it's just like watching Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire, where Voldemort is Kushio, Kushioff. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I still don't know if he ever actually said that, but it sure yeah. damn sounds like, sure like it. Sure sounds like it. Weird movie shenanigans. Jasper comes in and talks to Ginny and says, "You know, it's hard to be the one who stays behind." And Ginny is like, "I just want to go. I just want to go." And Jasper says. If something goes wrong, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And she says, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> he says, I have a lot to make up for. Getting killed won't accomplish anything. And then and Joe asks, says, one day you'll need to tell me about that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day. One day. The waiting is the worst part. Oh, yeah. So here's Ron. Ron and Joe were having a talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have talked to him. He calls him a white. I'm not going to get sappy, but I really missed you. And Joe looks at him and says, That was really sappy. <laughs> and Ron calls him a wanker. And he's like, Is that supposed to insult me? <laughs> yeah, you don't even know what a proper insult is when you hear one. <laughs> yeah. Guess you'll have to teach me them then. Yeah. And all the mm-hmm. best stories. Yep. Yeah. I like, because let me tell you about the one about the troll. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to take the Mickey out of you when you used to look at my sister like that. Mm-hmm. And he says, it doesn't bother you. And Ron says, I couldn't have asked for a better person to fall in love with my sister. Oh, Twice. Twice. Zap. Yep. <laughs> Puke. Vomit. All right, I'm over. Vomit. <laughs> oh, my God, this is vomit-inducing. <laughs> oh, no. Trisha, we knew this was your story. It's all the way around. So Ron says, or Joe says, we can go get a beer. And Ron says, a pint. It's a pint. And then I'll tell you about when we saved Hermione from the troll. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think I need to hear that story. (laughs) And then he says, have you ever tossed a garden gnome? (laughs) Uh, Nope. And apparently, apparently, um, and then uh, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad we missed the gnomes. Yeah. Oh, well. Never get to that. Joe's finger. And now, am, I'm, it's been yes. a week since I've read this, so I huh? could be a little confused. But wasn't it only two people that apparated in? That was the beginning. Two loud popping sounds shot through the air, like popcorn going everywhere, as people swarmed the field behind the garden, yelling mm-hmm. and shooting spells all over the place. So we had two apparate right there, and the other ones probably apparated at a distance and then attacked. Ran. Okay. Because I was thinking it was just the two of them, and then all of a sudden there's popcorn and people swarming, yeah. and I'm like, alright, wait a minute, how did two it's become... It's like when the popcorn guys? pot starts. There's the two pops to start with, and then there's another one and another one, and they and then start it goes, overlapping. Blah, 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 blah. Right. There's so many people appearing at once. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's And of going course, on. the kids are there, and Andromeda's Andromeda's trying to save the kids and get them back into the burrow, and apparently Floor is upstairs sending curses out the window, and they're sending killing curses. Yeah, killing curses. But they're slicing curses. They're not AKs. And because 
Because these are auras. They've got the dark blue robes on. Yeah, these are from the ministry. Mm -hmm. And Joe is winding himself up, for lack of a better phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, Arthur tries to get him to go back inside. Right. Arthur gets hit. And runs to him. And and he uh, stupefies somebody here. And he's trying to get over to... um, Mm-hmm. He's trying to get over to to Jenny, who is at Arthur, who's on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. And then somebody recognizes him and yells, "It's Potter!" And so they're all going to turn converge on him. And now he's mad because he's just drawn everybody to Jenny and Arthur. Right. Mm-hmm. So he does a Protego Protego charm. Yeah. But it comes out the way no one else's Protego charm has ever shown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't really know what it's supposed to do, but he's got this giant golden dome appears over all of them. Yeah. And, and he just says, has to keep it up as long as he can. It. And eventually it drains him. He's exhausted and passes out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And that's the end. I'm of telling the you, it's that whole don't know the limitations thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he's not supposed to be able to do. So he does things that he's not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the chapter. After he passes out. And Kelly has the first comment on this chapter. <laughs> and I wrote, what did I write? You said the talk with Arthur made you want to kiss him. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and you loved the meeting with the order. And now you have to wait for what happened. Ack! Yeah. <laughs> and the word count. Yes. Yep. Yes. And we go to chapter 26. Chapter 26 is the last formal chapter. It's called When It's Over. It's over. Mm-hmm. And we come into it in Ginny's POV mm-hmm. and Hermione's line. I love this. Seems like we, this is all we ever do around him. Wait yeah, until he wakes, wakes up. up. <laughs> yes, time has passed and Joe is something, lying in bed in the bedroom of the burrow. Never change. Right. Yeah, some things never change. Doesn't matter what. And it made me think of Ginny going, blood. Why is he always covered in blood? <laughs> <laughs> and like Ron goes, at least it's his this time. <laughs> it's like it's his own. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he always covered in blood? And so they talk about Joe's connection to his magic. Right. Mm-hmm. And we missed Jenny's- the point a few chapters ago where he told the rest of them it was okay for them to call him Harry. Yeah. But, uh, he did say that at some point. So most of them do. But Ginny still calls him Joe most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to be confusing. Well, and. Hermione's also speaking as if he is two different people, too. Mm-hmm. And it's Harry's magic was always strong, and Joe seems to have a deeper connection to it than Harry did. Right. You know, <laughs> they're talking back and forth here, and it's the same person. They're speculating maybe it's because it's been suppressed for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just hindered by what his brain thinks is possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the other problem is he doesn't know what's impossible, but... In some cases, well, he's been living as a muggle, so a right. lot of the time he does think things are impossible. Mm-hmm. That There's another story that necessary. I was reading that was the, uh, it's called Phantom Limb, and it's on Sink Into Your Eyes. And it's a very, very, very odd story. This is one of those stories where you feel like you're you literally have to hold on with both hands because it's like a roller coaster going backwards in the dark. I've been on one of those. And it is something else. And it's, well, let's just say that we have someone whose name is 
Diesel, who was being raised by his aunt Arthur, who dressed the man, the man in the dress. Yes, I have talked about this before. And at one point, he apparates, and this is way later in the story, but he apparates with two people, Hermione and Penny, uh, and they are immediately violently ill. And he's like, what's the matter? And she says, did you just apparate us from, you know, from here all the way up to where we are now? And he says, yeah, they're not supposed to be able to apparate that far. They're supposed to only be apparate, apparate hundreds of yards. And he did miles and he right. didn't know that he couldn't do that. <laughs> and he says, well, what happens if you do? We, you get sick <laughs> just like we just did and it wasn't it wasn't Hermione it was um Dora it was Dora and Ginny and they were both Bleh, you know <laughs> and he's like what's wrong with you how far did you take us <laughs> so it's a Trisha it, story yeah it's a Trisha yeah. story <laughs> no it's it's very confusing um uh, it's a good story but it's like oh my god I am so you have to read every single word and then go back and read it again because you just it's 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 really hard to get your brain around good story work in progress but a good story and back in this story (laughs) back in this story sorry i just when we were talking about not it's that whole brain thinks is possible thing Mm -hmm. so everything has been over and things are sort of wrapping up (laughs) and ron's mad that his lucky shirt got ruined yeah, <laughs> she says he acts like he doesn't have four more at home where that right. one came from. <laughs> oh. And of course, he was wearing a chan- uh, cannon shirt, so it was of course he was. Yeah, how can you miss something that signal orange? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he was a good target to hit. <laughs> Red hair, signal orange shirt, zing! But and Ginny asks if there's been any word on Jasper, and Hermione says you haven't heard, and. Ginny immediately assumes he's dead. Right. But really, it's just that he's fine. He's been yeah. St. Mungo's, so he'll be fine in a few days. He's recovering. Yeah. And she's, you know, all right, crying and calls him a stupid bloody, and then she dies out, and he says, yeah, I didn't get to be a martyr after all. And Hermione mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's talking about. It's because right. he was talking about how he had a lot of things to make up for and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of people also thought Arthur wasn't going to make it because he'd mentioned that he could die a happy man now. Right. And he got hit in the chest. Mm-hmm. But now but he's recovering and he's... Molly's dr- Molly's going to drag him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's got broken <laughs> ribs. The healer's patching him right up. Yeah. No worries. And uh, yeah, I, then I love Hermione. She's like, you're exhausted and since your mother's not around, I'm going to do it. Get to bed right now and get some sleep, young lady. Right. So she says, crawls my in. My mother next- would never tell me to get into a bed with another man. <laughs> and Hermione yeah, says, well, I'm not making- it's, it's Harry. <laughs> it's Harry. <laughs> it's okay. It's Harry. It did. Yes. And then we have someone waking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's feeling quite happy and everything's comfortable. And then he remembers what was going on. He mm-hmm. did magic. Yeah. <laughs> he protected Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. He's very happy. Yeah. And he feels like he's been asleep for days. And he's like, it hasn't really been long, right? <laughs> and she's no, just part of a day. So proud of him. And, you know, I knew you could do it and everything. And he said, I had to protect you. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can. He wasn't going to just stand there and watch. Right. Right. 
Well, and and so she tells you know tells him about the shield, and he asks Apparently, who they were. The two, probably the two who first showed up, were Aurors from the Ministry, mm-hmm, and the right. rest of them were the illegal potions dealers. Yeah. And apparently when they went in to get the minister, everything kind of went crazy. And these two orders figured out what was going on. And they came to right. attack Harry and Ginny. Williamson and Stinson. And, and Rudy was killed. Poor yeah. Rudy. Poor yeah. Rudy. He, just, he was the guy in the red shirt anyhow. <laughs> oh, poor Rudy. <laughs> yeah. And Joe immediately goes into the guilt fugue. Mm-hmm. Of course. And she's going, you know, this is one part of Harry I didn't miss. Yeah, right. Really. <laughs> and then she asks him to close the door and set a silencing charm so they can uh, celebrate. Celebrate, yeah. What was it, Trisha? But he doesn't have his wand. Well, no. he has a wand, but not that wand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has no <laughs> idea where his wand is. And she just asks him to try it because... He can do things that he wouldn't necessarily expect. And so he just throws his hand out at the door and there's a squelching noise. And we find out later he's vanished the entire door. It is now part of the wall. He's merged the door into the wall completely. It's a brown colored piece of wall. That is one hell of a lock. Yep. The bad part is, is that they don't know how to undo it. Right. Well, she says, I'm surprised nobody's pattern on the door and looks over and there's nothing there. What did you do? Oops. <laughs> he says, I just wanted to and be She alone. finds it hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just oh, she thinks it's dead sexy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord. As if they couldn't guess what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yeah. And now he's all flushed again. Yeah. And he wonders <laughs> if... Uh, Magic always makes you ex- that exhausted because if so, they're going to be spending a lot of time in one room. And she says, "No, it's just the giant spells that do that, so mm-hmm. he'll be all right." But he doesn't really have any idea how to undo what he's done to the door, mm-hmm. and so she decides they'll open the window and uh, bring the brooms up to the window. <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> I'm not climbing out the third story window. She's like, "No." Says we were climbing, and. Mm-hmm. She says, okay, with conviction now, Accio, clean sweep. And he holds his wand out and he says, Accio, clean sweep. And you hear Crunch something crash. <laughs> and here's his broom. And he's like, did I break something? And she says, I think you put a hole in the shed. <laughs> That's all right. So it's his first time riding a broom. Right. Yeah, so she gets to drive. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves it, of course, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which he knew he would. Oh yeah. He says it's the best feeling in the world, and he well, realizes he that he's missed it. He apparently had dreams about flying, right? And he had mm-hmm. no idea what it was about, and it was because he and he dreamt about flying on the broom. Yeah, we heard about that earlier when he was going to stand on the top of the apartment yeah. building. His body still remembers the sensation. Yes. And his mind doesn't have the memories. His body remembers this. I just like, why is there a hole in the damn broom shed? (laughs) It's Ron. It's like, yeah, Ron. All six brothers and her father are standing outside. (laughs) You scared us. We heard someone scream. 
<laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, we had a little problem with the door. <laughs> we decided we'd well, fly out the and window. The, and the screaming was the woohoo they yeah. heard. Mm-hmm. You broke the broom shed. Yeah. yeah. And she <laughs> asks if fixed. Bill can fix the door to the bedroom. And uh, Joe says, oh, I like that one the way it is. <laughs> and they all laugh. Go back in. Mm-hmm. Don't let them push you around, Jenny says. They're going to cut off my... <clears throat> no, they won't. <laughs> They're impressed oh. you stood up to them. And so now we have news from the ministry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the minister... Percy's come. Yeah, Percy's come in. And he's all must. And the uh, the minister committed suicide. Yeah. yeah. In his holding cell. In his holding cell. Yeah. Why wasn't anybody watching him? (laughs) They've always been. The same problem. The same problem they had right after the war. There weren't enough of them to go around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ginny wonders if maybe they need her back on the force. And Percy says, no, Trammell said, stay put. Yep. Yeah. Because he found a safe in the minister's office, which had everything documented. Why do the bad guys always do that? I just don't get it. They like the monologue, people. At least they didn't tell them the nefarious plan to take over the world before they tied them up and let the sharks try to eat them, and then they escaped. And oh, wait a minute! (laughs) Holy Batman! (laughs) And we find out that Trammell's head of the MLE. That'll work. Mm -hmm. And isn't Kingsley head of the ministry again? Kingsley's back in his minister. As minister for magic. He's come such a long way. That is so cool that he's recovered yeah. well enough to do that. Well, and it's been years. Yeah, you know? I know. Oh, this is where they say, this is where they say, George says, what do the two of you have planned next, Harry? And he says, I don't mind you calling me Harry. It is my name after all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because George corrects himself. And then right. Harry says, oh, that just, that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's, it is my name. Mm-hmm. So. And he says, well, I think maybe the next thing we might want to do is plan a wedding. Aw, <laughs> puke. <laughs> <laughs> did you say aw, puke? She did. Yeah. <laughs> is that your new default reaction now? Aw, <laughs> puke. <laughs> oh, my, that was a big yawn. <laughs> I just looked over and got a extreme close-up of... The dog's tonsils. Yeah. She woke up. I'm the empire. Now you're making me on. Yes, we're going to. It's going to be a wedding. It's a wedding. And the next scene we have. It's a wedding. wedding. It's a wedding. (laughs) Oh, get down. Jenny's out dancing with Bill and Joe is having fun looking at her smile. We consider the media frenzy that's been happening over the past few weeks. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. Testimony before the Wizengamot and hearings in America. And right. mm-hmm. they went. Those haven't happened yet. They've uh, retrieved released. Katie Bell and Oliver Wood from Yay. Azkaban. Wow. Yay! My God, they've been in there a while. Two years. Yeah, a year and a half. Too bad Heather missed this part. Yeah. So now they're married. Yay! Yep. He stuck up, leave it. He's fingering his wedding ring all the time. They've been married for a whole three hours and 26 minutes. <laughs> 28 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he has a talk with Molly now. He does. Who <laughs> startles him and he almost hexes her. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's a good way to start the marriage. Hex Hex. the mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> Put her right in her place. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, Jenny. Sorry, I kind of knocked out your mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's the spell to fix that one again? I yeah. forgot. God. Oh, dear. And apparently, Ginny's always wanted an outdoor wedding ever since she was little. Larry, you're not helping me in, in the middle of my screen. I can't see anything, honey. <laughs> this sounds awfully familiar. It does. <laughs> the dog and cat are possessed of the same being. Mike's uh-huh. just having quite the bath over here. Mm. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi, Flurry. Hi, Flurry. <laughs> okay. And Molly says Ginny uh, was always one for going after what she wanted. Yeah. She sort of is the whole purpose of this story. So, hey. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. And he says, I'm grateful because if she'd given up. Yeah. Ginny was never the giving up type, <laughs> which is good. No. He would have done okay in the Pearl, I expect. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know because I think he probably would have thought he was going mad. Oh, uh, maybe. Because. I think that his magic probably would have come out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I mean, his people were still chasing him, too, and he was feeling like someone was watching him all the time. Right. Because Ginny's the one who put a stop to that, so. Right. You know, it's... Molly has an interesting comparison. She says, uh, it's amazing how a particular moment or a particular person can change your life, because you think you know exactly what you're doing and where you're going with your life and then everything changes and joe assumes she's talking about her and arthur and really she's talking about him coming into her kitchen in the second book yeah oh i know this just that that just got me you know because she's talking about somebody who walked into my life brought into the kitchen by my sons one summer morning he was horribly thin and painfully shy at which Joe blushes. Yeah. <laughs> Just to illustrate the point. Yep. They had all showed him memories that they'd pulled from their heads. Yeah, that. And he couldn't be in the room mm-hmm. with them. When they removed the memories. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. just too much. Mm-hmm. And he's still dealing with the guilt from destroying those memories. You know. Because yeah. he destroyed more than just his own. He destroyed everybody's. Yeah. So, but Molly Molly's still that. talking. Yeah. There was something about that 12-year-old boy that just changed our world forever. Yep. I fell in love that moment and in lots of moments that followed in the years to come. You're an amazing man, Harry, and I always knew you'd change our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I want Molly to be my mom now. <laughs> <laughs> At least she didn't say, ah, puke. So puke. And he's still feeling a little bit unsure about things because, I mean, not everything he's done has been good. But she says, you know, we make our choices and it doesn't always work out well, but love is always the right choice. Yeah. And there's our Harry Potter theme right there. It's our choices yep. and it's the love. Mm-hmm. Choices that we make. And they stand there for a while and then she asks when he and Ginny are leaving because he didn't think... She knew about that, but yeah. she does. Of course she does. And he She's says tonight. <laughs> and, you know, it. basically they're going on their honeymoon, but they're not planning on coming back anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Going to a villa in France to start off with. That sounds nice. I want to go to a villa in France. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Bill Weasley. He'll set you right up. Right. Yeah. And she says, where to after that? Because she knows that they're going to need time. He doesn't know how long. Says, she just wants to let him know they can come home whenever they like. 
Mm-hmm. He says, we're just going to be living, just the two of us living. Yep. And Molly says that she'll let everybody know what's going on. And then we shift to Ginny's Ginny. point of view again, and she's out on the dance floor, and Kingsley wants to have a dance. Yeah, this is sweet. He says, you're happy. And Ginny says, yeah, and so are you. And he says, I owe it all to you. And she says, you don't owe me anything. I wish I could have done more. And he says, you know, you were my friend. You came and you were my friend. She's the one that basically got him through it. If she hadn't decided to go and see him in the hospital and then hadn't decided to find him a place to live and found him Andromeda, he wouldn't have made it. No. He would have died in that hospital. Yeah. Because they they didn't know what to do with him. He really had nobody. Right. He had nowhere to go. And he would have just shut down. He's too proud of a person to have lived like that for very long. Yeah. It just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked. And he says, you gave me back my life again. I never thought I'd have a family. And now he's got Andromeda and Teddy, which is and just so cool. You and Harry. Ginny and Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on and a second. And he's Minister for Magic again, but that's not Hold- the important part for him. So Kingsley and Ginny finish their dance. Yay. Yay. And then Ron comes up. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised that she didn't have some response to him uh, saying he's her favorite brother. Mm-hmm. But uh, she he just is. says, yeah, I can probably have one more dance. But she's kind of tired and he realizes it and says, why don't we just walk around the garden instead? That's just perfect. And typical, Ron. You look really pretty today, Jitty. <laughs> you know, it's totally <laughs> like, hey, you're a girl. Right. <laughs> she says, I always thought maroon was your best color to him. Yeah. Hermione made me wear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he wants to thank her for finding Harry. Yeah. Well, he tried to join the Aurors after she left. Yeah. And they wouldn't take him. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Trammel. Wouldn't Travel take him. Wouldn't take him. <laughs> Travel cuffed me around the head and then tore up my paperwork. Called me a whole lot yeah. of names I didn't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> but he's planning uh, to apply again. Well, the reason he applied the first time, the reasons he applied the first time weren't valid. Right. And now they are. Right. And he says, you know, you always understood Harry better than us. And I think that's what he needs. And Ginny said, yeah, but right now he can use a good mate. Yeah. So you be his best mate again. So, and then. <laughs> I love me. Yeah. I bet you didn't think he could drink all of you under the table at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron's like, yeah, I was impressed. For such a skinny blighter, he can hold his drink. Apparently, watching Joe help her slurring, stumbling brothers back into the burrow the other night had been hilarious. Mm-hmm. They were pretty drunk. Yeah. Joe's learned how to pace himself. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, he, he worked at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you learn these things. She's sorry that she didn't talk to Ron, and he says, you know, I understand. We were all kind of dealing with things ourselves at that point. So he says, you know, I'm going to go back and try for the Aurors again. And she says, I like the idea, but mom's going to have kittens. And he <laughs> smiles and he says, I oh, know, I got this secret weapon. Hermione's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell her that first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yes. then we find out he's terrified. Oh, yeah. That's pretty 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has this brilliant idea. You need to have a baby too, and then then they can go to Hogwarts together. And Ginny's like, gulp. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not ready. So. Mm-hmm. And George and Ron have gotten them a wedding gift yes. of a sort. Yeah. And Ginny's like, but no. you didn't have to. You've given us so much, the money from the store and everything. And he says, this didn't cost us anything. And now she's, you know, curious. Intrigued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get you something you could really use that nobody else could ever get you. <laughs> it's Trammell's given name. Yes, and it's... Merriweather! Merriweather. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask how we found out. We could both go to Azkaban for it. <laughs> use it well. Ginny's already scheming. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh at the possibilities or tell you to run for your lives if he ever finds out. Wow. <laughs> so, uh... We shift scenes a little bit again. Yeah. The party's kind of wrapping up, and Ginny and Joe connect. Yeah, and Joe's wiping lip gloss off his cheek. He's been out snogging, apparently. Victoire <laughs> has gotten to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's got a crush on her Uncle Harry. Yeah. Yes, she and Teddy wrapped themselves around his legs, so now he has chocolate cake all down the trousers. Yummy. That's for later. <laughs> guess their wedding cake was chocolate. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And he confesses that he told Molly they were leaving. I knew said, she'd break uh, us. Yeah. No, you knew it would be me. I can't lie to that woman. She says, uh, none of us ever really could. Yeah. Maybe Fred and George if they really get going, but you know. And she just. Puts her head on uh, next to his heart and just drinks in the scent of him. She's totally yeah. content. And we have Q. some more wait, introspective wait, wait. paragraphs. Q. Trisha. Trish. Yeah. Vomit. Aww. She doesn't have to say it every time, you know. It, it is loud. Aww. Q. And here comes Jasper with some woman. Mm-hmm. Who it turns out is probably his nurse. No, yeah. I think she said it was. She said um, she'd always pictured them as being two different women. <laughs> Jasper gets around a little bit. Yeah, and apparently, there's also a um, commenter who was particularly fond of Jasper, so I suspect this might be her. Probably. But anyway, he'd been off tracking the other guy that they wondered where he was, but he's found time to meet somebody and bring them to the wedding. Trammell's considering having him teach. Yeah. Uh oh. We know how well that went off the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And Joe asks her, "Where should we go after France?" And she doesn't really know. Just somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he thinks somewhere would be really nice. Yeah. There together. Ah, yeah. puke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. And then he calls her Mrs. Potter. Mm-hmm. And she says she's waited a really long time to be called that. Yeah, like since she was yeah. little. Four. I don't know. Yeah. And he's going to remember to call her it every day then. Right. <laughs> so she calls him Mr. Potter. He could get used to that one too. Right. And then they decide it's time to go. Goodbye. He says, okay. I'm ready. And off they go. And that is the end of chapter 26. Now, if you're following along on LiveJournal, the link here goes to the epilogue. Mm -hmm. And there's actually an an interlude interlude that sort of takes place 
between it's actually kind of concurrent with the beginning of this chapter or the end of the last chapter, but mm-hmm. she's set it to happen between this and the epilogue. And so if, if you're you following, want to get to that, if you're following on it on live, live journal, journal, yeah, you can either go back to the contents and get to it there, or it's two entries after the epilogue because there's the epilogue and then there's a missing scene from chapter 23, which Kelly was talking about last time that she had on the fanfishing.net version, and Sue and I were going, what? Yeah, yeah. wait a minute. That's the missing miss- scene. She wrote it after she wrote the rest of this. And then... It's, it's on I'm Sinking Your Eyes, too. The interlude is uh, inserted on fanfiction.net. And are we yeah. going to do the interlude first, and then do the epilogue, or what are we going to do? Um, are we just going to tell them about it and not do it? I think we should do Our the... We'll, we'll follow the the other order, since that's where she put it on the rest of the posting sites. So yeah. do, do the interlude, interlude now. now. Go back okay. to the epilogue. If you're trying to get to it from the live journal entry, either go through the table of contents or just press next entry a couple times and you'll get to yep. the interlude. That's what I just did. Really it's called me. Live for Today. Because after she finished the story, there were all sorts of people who wanted to know what's going on with Jasper. And she decided, eh, maybe she could make another interlude out of it because it really wouldn't fit into the flow otherwise. But we get to see what happened, basically what happened during the battle, which is what we were wondering about earlier. Right. This fills in a lot of the holes with what happened at the ministry. And the author's note on the um, fanfiction.net is... I finally finished Jasper's scenes with the help of a large stick and some duct tape. You really don't want to know, trust me. You don't really want to know, trust me. <laughs> Overall, I'm happy with it, but I can see where it doesn't really fit into the story, and I'm glad I left these parts out of the main story, but you get them anyway, you lucky people. <laughs> it's an odd place for an interlude, I know, but it's the only place it seemed to fit. And this is Jasper. Uh, it's called Live First Day. Jasper apparently had elderly parents. Older wizarding couple, only child. And uh, a lot like James Potter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like James Potter. He had a little bit of everything. He wasn't spoiled, but yeah. Mm -hmm. He hadn't been in trouble in school, but mostly because he never got caught. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What nobody knew couldn't be held against him. Right. Right. (laughs) And he was recruited by the Aurors and eventually decided to accept. Mm -hmm. And then things sort of went downhill <laughs> but he was an adventure seeker mm-hmm. he's a yeah. yeah and he's really not paying attention to travel's speech now this is during the plan. the uh the plan at grimmel right and he picks up dole will be going after the minister mm-hmm. and then people are like well, no offense but why him right because I'm just that good. <laughs> yeah. And he has no idea what's going on. He's like, well, um, yes, yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tremble's like, uh, while we're getting our egos back in check, <clears throat> we'll go over your part again just to make sure you're not going to muck it up and get yourself hurt or killed. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of nervous looking. Mm-hmm. And he's scaring the kiddos. But Trammel has a bad feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, something's gone wrong and if he has a bad feeling about it there's a problem yeah because he's he's been doing this long enough that you follow your feelings mm-hmm. so and jasper yeah. wants him to bring joe along but travel refuses mm-hmm. and you know he just says <laughs> i'm sorry 
<laughs> yes. The dog is burying one of her bones in the couch. <laughs> You've got a big pillow sitting on the end of the couch, and she's got the thing wedged down between the pillow and the back of the couch. And she just, like, she'll nose the pillow, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, push, push, push with her nose, trying to, you know, pack it down or whatever. And she looked up at something that was on top of the pillow, and then she looked at the phone and went, wham! Right the side of the pillow. It was like a foot. The battering ram nose, boom! <laughs> now she's under the pillow. Uh-uh. She's still trying to bury the bone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I just looked over and saw the back, uh, back of her head. It's like, wham! <laughs> Kyle driver dog, great. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just really funny. Your dog's a hammerhead shark. Oh, Lord. Oh. We're way off course. Okay. So they're not sure if somebody tipped their hand, but they're pretty sure it wasn't anybody in the room. So, you know, Trammell says, are you still willing to risk it? And Jasper says, oh, yeah, I'm not backing out now. And Travel says, are you going to martyr yourself? And he said, well, I don't plan on it, but it wouldn't be the worst way to go either. Right. So they get ready, and Jasper turns himself into Reginald Winters. Mm-hmm. In front of the, all the rest of them. Cause mm-hmm. That's really why he's got this assignment. Right. Yeah. And Bill has heard the rumors about him being a metamorph magus, and Jasper just says, yeah, should have paid more attention to those rumors. <laughs> yeah. Let's not... Take down the wrong minister, okay, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. And uh, Percy's sent his signal. Well, and that's exactly why Jasper is to go after the minister, because that way nobody would be going after Jasper accidentally. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. And it's an easy way to get into the ministry. Yes. So they're off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as dear old Reggie isn't somewhere inconvenient and... Percy has made sure that he is alone in his office. Right. So. Right. And they're off. They're off. You could imagine uh, other things happening with that, though, if they decided to take it another direction. Running into the Aura lunchroom, it's like, didn't you just order us to go over there? I was like, uh, no, no, I decided to I uh, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so the way that they're getting into the ministry is there is going to be a distraction. Distraction. Right. Courtesy of Hagrid. Mm-hmm. And Fluffy has to come in for his registration papers. <laughs> Fluffy! Smelled like wet dog. That's just not a good sign. My first thought was actually Padfoot, but. Mine too. Yeah. I know, mine. that's what I did too. But no. Hey, never mind. The dead. Fluffy's good too. Fluffy's good. And Fluffy's sitting there drooling all over the floor. Mm. Slobber, slobber, yeah. Security wizard is kind of going, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> You do whatever you want. <laughs> I love Hagrid. I got this ear letter. It says I gotta have license. <laughs> Eric's <laughs> like, uh, here, whatever, just go. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you yeah. want. And of course, the rest of them are all dressed in the horror robes. I've read stories where maintenance is in blue. I think maintenance was in blue in canon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think auras are actually seen, red. Yeah, I've seen auras in red instead of in blue. Because the yeah the guy that 
uh, Ron ended up polyducing in Deathly Hallows was wearing blue, and he was the weather maintenance guy. Right. right. I don't think we knew anything about that until Deathly Hallows, so right. that's why. Right. Yeah, and this was written before that. So Arthur meets up with him and says, you know, I wonder if I might take a minute of your time to go over these Muggle artifact reports, which is code for everything's still on and it's still a surprise. And so they send the Aurors off one direction and Jasper's like, okay, it's time to go. Right. And he walks into the minister's office alone and Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It says... Watching someone's face when you walked in looking just like them was an amusement Jasper had never grown tired of. It was amazing to see the different reactions. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Minister. Winters is like, uh, guard, guard. That's no way to greet yourself. For you and I have a little chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His guards are being held in another office being inspected. And well, and he's like, you know, it's come to my attention that you, Mister Winters, are a fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, if you keep interrupting me, we'll be here all day. Well, and then he tries to use occlumency on him, le- yeah. legitimacy, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, Jasper. I love Jasper and his. I have no idea what you're talking about. I demand you untie me at once, and I shall have you arrested. You messed up the line. It's untie me or I shall have you arrested. <laughs> I'm going to say at least get it Gotta right. Put the or in. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it gives me no incentive whatsoever to untie you. Right. <laughs> I think I'll just leave you here. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he says, tell me what you know about Project Lucas. And Winter reacts to that. Yeah. And then clams up. Mm-hmm. And Jasper says, okay, do we really have to do this? You know, because... You're going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about, and then I'll have to prove to you that I know about it all, and then you'll deny it again, and then I'll be forced to bring out my knife, and that's just messy. (laughs) Yes. It's so hard to clean. So let's just skip to my favorite part. And he says, I've seen Lucas. I've been there. And I know what you did to those men, and I've seen their blood smeared on the walls. Now you talk. Winters is like, I have no secrets. Chester's just like, you're not very smart. You're going to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's trying to stall for time because the signal hasn't come yet. The three loud bangs. And he says, okay, you want to know who I am? I'll give you a hint. And he spins his chair around because apparently wizards use the circling chairs as well. Mm-hmm. He's got an office chair. And he it's, and he alters his appearance. Right. First mm-hmm. he's trammel, then he's, and he, this chair is spinning. Right. First he's trammel, then he's kingsley. And then he's hairy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says, And that's a up. shock for Winters. Oh, yeah. But you you're dead. Up. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. You made sure I wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And he's letting his magic loose a little bit so the lights flicker and, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't be him. You can't. And Jesper's like, why? Because you don't think I exist anymore? That's what they told you? And he laughs. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, because apparently the Americans told Winters that he was dead. Well, they didn't want him to know that he escaped. No, they they didn't want them to know that. No. And so Jasper's trying to get him to talk about the little bits that they don't know yet. Mm -hmm. About the pure And it's still not really working. And he keeps getting jabbed with legitimacy because Winters isn't really very good at it, but apparently he's got power. Right. Mm -hmm. And... 
I like the fact that while he's looking, he's, uh, his appearance is Harry's. He tells the minister, there are things worse than death. Right. So that was Dumbledore's line to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm sure Harry would have said at various times. Right. And then Winters probes again and Jasper releases the block and he lets the memories that he's been constructing flow. Mm-hmm. He's so. got these faked memories of uh, what Harry would have seen in mm-hmm. the office. Right. Yeah. And then some of the things that happened to him during Lucas, and all of that. And, yeah. Uh, and then he says, this is where we're taking you. This is what's going to happen to you. And that's just enough to make Winters go nuts. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, while he's been forcing him to see these memories, he's lost the disguise. Mm-hmm. So once Winters can look at him again, he looks like Jasper Dole. Right. But the thing is, he knew that Dole knew everything mm-hmm. because he just saw those memories. Even though, even mm-hmm. if they were constructed, they were all true. Right. And there are spells suddenly going on around the room. So apparently people have made it in, even if he didn't hear the signal. And mm-hmm. he's trying to still get to the minister who's tied up in the chair and the chair's tipped over now. And he's apparently he's having been trouble. Injured. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a he's just, cut across he, his back, but apparently yeah. he's having to crawl along the rug. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But, well, uh, he, he got a... Um, He's crawling across the, the room trying to duck under the spells that are flying all over the place. And he's been okay, cut yeah. pretty badly across the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's now he's, you know, not going to try to get a confession. He just wants to kill no, him. He's, he wants to kill him. Yeah. Don't chew on that. You in the dog suit. <laughs> it's like. And he's, and he's crawling across the floor. He's leaving bloody handprints. And he recites all the names he can remember of people that he's killed but he can't remember all of them because there were too many and he finally gets there and he's going to kill the minister and neville turns his wand aside yeah Yeah. since they've made it and he and he passes out wakes up in the hospital and he hates hospitals like somebody else we know Mm -hmm. yeah and trammel's waiting for him Mm -hmm. so he says tell me what happened and he says, like, you got hit by it. And he's like, not to me. What happened to everybody else? And he wants mm-hmm. to know how many died. And we find out it was just Rudy. He was the only one. But somebody in the order said a few too many words to the wrong person. So they knew something was going on. They managed to keep pretty much everybody in the magical law enforcement department. And Kingsley was explaining everything. But Williamson and Stinson were already out by the time they got there. Mm-hmm. And... They were the ones who were at the burrow. But Potter saved everybody again. And Jasper's like, yeah, really? And he yeah. held a blooming solid shield over himself, Ginny, and Arthur. It was enough to distract them, and we won. Mm-hmm. And- he tells him about Winters committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And Jasper realizes showing him all those memories is probably what did it. Yeah, it worked. So- and he wants to know, how long do I have to be in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travel says, what, you got somewhere else to be? <laughs> Guess not, but I don't want to be here. We can mm-hmm. send you back to Hogwarts. No, not Hogwarts, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he'll probably end up teaching the Aurors instead, I guess. First, and, they're going to send him to track down this Themen guy. Right. Maybe Hughes as well. Well, and then they talk about, he says, I don't do well around children. You know that. He says, you succeeded with Weasley. 
Yeah. All I did was sharpen her focus. And mm-hmm. he wonders why he was so concentrated on getting her to join the oars. And he said, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew there was something. And people were missing here and there and and the French were searching for people and you hear things. Yeah. So keep Robert Fournier was the Frenchman, third last to make it. Right. And we find out that Kingsley's <sighs> back in office, which Jasper mm-hmm. thinks is a good thing. And, and he says the potters have told him to get better quickly because he asked to be a guest at their wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he says, dang, and now i got to find a date. <laughs> I'm not teaching at Hogwarts. I hate teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like Snape. <laughs> yeah, but he's much better. <laughs> Say that again, Trisha. Huh? I said, that's why I like him. Because he doesn't like kids? Because he sounds like Snape. <laughs> oh, because he sounds like Snape. All right. Go on. <laughs> Although the Aura Academy idea is growing on him. Because he mm-hmm. at least have more flexibility. Yeah. Right. He does not want to go back to Hogwarts. No. Well, and apparently he hadn't had a place to live since his father died when he was in aura training. You know, the house is there, but nobody's lived in it. And, and he can't go back to France because he's got a right. reputation there. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. thinking maybe he could start over in a completely different country, but no. maybe the aura Academy idea is a good one. Yeah. And then... Okay, he needs a plan. He's got to get out of this hospital. And he's not really, because he's feeling really tired and it's disconcerting. And he's but but then you know mm-hmm. he's but he's having a lot of pain and he doesn't really want to get up and but he needs to leave and and then he sees <laughs> the nurse. Maybe tomorrow would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And somebody That's else funny. in the comments said that um, the nurse was the date for the wedding and. Mm-hmm. She actually said, I've always thought it were, they were two different people. But okay. I guess that's the first comment, actually. I was scrolling down trying to find it, and it's right there. Oh, well. And then we go to the epilogue. The interlude Indeed. is over. Epilogue. And if you're on Live Journal, you can just go back. There's mm-hmm. the epilogue. And, and if you are on uh, fanfiction.net, it is the last section. Your arms feel like home, May 2002. And if you're on the Live Journal one, there's actually a link to the Three Doors Down song. Yes, there's actually a link. Is it the link to the song or is it the link to the video? It's a video. It's, it's a video. But the video it's doesn't the... exist anymore, so you have oh. to find another one. But okay. you can still have the song playing while you're reading the epilogue. They used to have it on YouTube. It was a video. It was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are a number I've, of videos of this song on YouTube, so you can find it. This particular one, the whatever account posted it's been closed since. I see. So it doesn't exist. But. And again, I'll say, listen to the whole album because there are songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Changes is one of them that was like, whoa. Here Without You is another one of them. Whoa. It, it's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't say it. Good stuff. So... Here we have the sun coming up over the water. It's making it shimmer like orange gems. And this is Joe's... another very cinematic scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that anyway. Still loving sunrises. It's something he'll never outgrow. I love that. 
and uh, Ginny thinks he's nuts for being up that early in the morning to watch the sun when he can see that, it any old time. Why do you need to get up early to see it come up? And this, you know, sane people aren't awake at that hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can relate to that. I am not a morning person. <laughs> no, no. But he's very happy. And they've been wandering around Europe and then America. They even went to South America for a while. And mm-hmm. they've been in French country lanes in the sea off the coast of Spain. And they went back and visited people in New Orleans. And then they went surfing in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he keeps watching the sunrise every time, just trying to find some place that feels like home. And the closest he's got is actually going back to the borough for Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he surprised Ginny and they went back. And George has a newborn son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Little Fred. Yeah. But he's finally actually realized what home is for him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a place where he needed to unpack his suitcase or a place where he could just walk around in his underwear. <laughs> Jenny is pregnant. Yeah. Jenny told him two days ago that he was going to be a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and wow. As soon as he thinks that, he has to go back in and look at her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's just... Thinking, Amazed. Yeah. yeah. And that's home. You know, he thought home was a place, but that's not it. Home was Ginny and their child and the love that they had together. Yeah. And yes, go ahead, Trish. No, I'm sweet. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell how tired she's getting by infrequency of comments. Right. (laughs) I'm reading it. We're almost done. I know. Yeah. And Ginny kind of wakes up and she's like, you've got that look again. It's awfully early. <laughs> you know? You've been thinking too much. You know that's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe I have. She says, do we get a clue? Where are we going? Yeah. He says, I've been thinking about home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never really known about home. She gives him a squeeze. I may have found it. And she's like, yeah. And he says, really? Yeah. And she's like, here? And he said, no, here. And he gives her a kiss. And another one. And another one. <laughs> You've been more. drinking, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like reading cards. <laughs> I'm a girl. No. She says, no, you're not. It's okay to be sappy sometimes. He says, can we go home? And she's like, she says, I, yeah. I thought I was home. <laughs> you are. But I want this baby to have a family. A big, a big obnoxious, obnoxious family. Family, yep. Knows everything they're not supposed to know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she says, yeah, we can go home. I'd like to go home. So they go home. The next scene is them flying in the broom over the trees. Sunrise again. Of course. And there's the burrow. All crooked. And he says, can we build one just like it? (laughs) (laughs) And she says, if that's what you want, that's cool with me. Mm -hmm. She does want a home that's like the burrow. At least in being filled with love, if not in randomness. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and can we please leave the um, the ghost out of the attic? Pretty yeah, please. The ghoul. Aww. The ghoul. I like the ghoul in the attic. Especially when he's dressed in bronze pajamas and has better groin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, garden with gnomes in it and all that sort of stuff. Right. And she just sort of has a picture that comes into her mind of what the future might be like. 
And she decides this is something she wants to achieve together. Joe's wondering if Hermione's had the baby yet. She thinks probably not. They would have heard. Right. And she says, Joe. And he says, yeah. She says, welcome home. And that's the end. Aww. (laughs) Unless you're a live journal, and then you get the incredibly long author's note. Author's note, right? (laughs) You have it on. I got got um, thick in your eyes. She's also oh, got the an incredibly odd. long author's note is on all of them. Yes, there you go. she added it to everything. Um, apparently, this was out of her comfort zone for romance, and she says it's much more taxing on the brain to do a little action adventure mystery writing, which is great. And she says, "Was I successful?" It depends on your point of view, I guess. Um, I always enjoy I the so. action adventure things. Mm-hmm. She went far beyond AU on this. Yeah, and she trusted herself to stick with the story and finish it despite having to strip 12 chapters out and rewrite them. And so, yeah, she took out half the story and rewrote it. It's not her favorite thing she's written, but it's at this point it was, it was growing on, uh, it's growing on me. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed reading what people think both negative and positive. Some of you have definitely given me some things to think about with the story. And of course, you know, at the, on the live journal, she has what? How many pages of people going with pom poms in the air? Yay! <laughs> yeah, I was definitely in the cheering section on this one. Mm-hmm. So. Ninety-four comments on the epilogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ninety-four. I had four hundred and fifty-seven. That's four hundred fifty-seven total on sinking to your eyes, not just on the epilogue, but the whole thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there were. This was a very well received. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there were some then, pieces in here that we've picked out that were that a little bit problematic, you know, about about uh, Ginny using her own name, you know, possibly being followed in the in the United States, and but you know, did the British Ministry just decide to hang their hat up and ignore everything that was going on across the pond, you know, that all that stuff? But but still, I, I really liked this story. It caught you from the very beginning. Yes. Even though you didn't want to read it because Harry was dead. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Harry's dead. Why am I going to read this? But it was compelling. You had to keep reading. And then as it got going, I mean, it was. (laughs) Sorry. And even Lily thinks it's good. You know, it was like a. She was compelled to put her two cents in. She was compelled to go. You know, you just, you couldn't stop. And you were waiting for each new chapter to come. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then when she was down for a couple of days, it was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this for a couple of days. I got to know. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> where, wait, wait, wait. You know, me sending Kelly messages. We've got a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get down. So, Thank you. you know, you can't say it's a wonderful story because. It's, it, it was a lot of angst. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. But. I'm still kind of a little disappointed he didn't get any of his, his memories. memories back. Yeah. It's too bad, yeah, see, but he didn't that, get and to I at think least I actually, see some of them. I actually but. said that in the comments, too, because it was like, it was like, does he does he get them back? And, and Andy was like, no, they're gone. They're gone. They're ruined. And I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was upset. <laughs> Can you do that to us? Oh, poor Harry. Yeah. I wanted him to get his memories back so badly. And and she's written stories where she has written stories where um I want to say brighter than sunshine, brighter than the I don't remember. That's 
a title of one of her stories. So yes. it could be that one. I think that was the one where, and I've said this before, Andy's typical thing is these two people are in love, separate them, do bad things to them and get them back together. And mm-hmm. she's done that in a couple of them. Or these two people have never met each other, but they're fated to be together. And, you know, this is why. There was another one of her stories, Brighter Than Sunshine, where the the battle is over and the smoke clears and things are not they were in canon Mm -hmm. and both harry and Ginny are gone and people think that they're dead and they're not but it was let's just say that uh draco malfoy Malfoy. has some um (laughs) influence in that story but that's a different story (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh i'm glad i read this one it was definitely an enjoyable story. Yeah. It certainly is full of angst in a lot of places, but it's got its moments of sheer fluff also. So, you know, mm-hmm. they oh, balance. Sap. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it just, it was compelling. That's, that's mm-hmm. it. You know, you just. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I convinced all of you to read it. Yay, me. Yay. <laughs> I was told to read it. Huh? I was told Trisha? to read it. You were yes, you were to told to read it. Yeah. So was I. So was. So was. So was everybody else that I know. You must read the story. (laughs) Like okay. Always work them. Well, you know, I'm a thick snob. I really, really am. And when I read something that I enjoyed a lot, I let everybody know that they need to read it too. (laughs) You know. So, and this was one of them. Oh, I remember. She was she hounded me for days. I did. You got to read this. I'm I'm reading other things. No, you have to read this. And then she got bored and decided she was going to read it. She was like, okay, now what happens? (laughs) And then she sent me the whole file, you know. I did. It was like 14 hours on my my text reader, all in one shot. I'm like, okay, this will be fun. But okay. So, does anybody have any other comments? We may. Well, we may or may not I, have an author interview. I know you're trying to leave. I'm trying to wrap it up. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trisha has yet to actually fall asleep on a podcast. So we're working on I it. I think I did one. I just covered it up really well. You didn't snore, so we you didn't were know. Yeah. So, Trisha, do you have anything oh, else to say about this? <laughs> no. I Lily said Trisha. Does. I did not say Lily. <laughs> No, I, I did. I know I probably complained and stuff like that about the, the sappiness, but and, like and I the said, lack I'm of vomit. Time in my life where I'm not a, I'm, yeah, I, I do have to applaud her. She she put a lot of vomit in there and that made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure that you are the only person that she's going to hear from that said, you know, the vomit made me happy. Thank you so much for putting a lot of vomit in your story. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I am there going down to podcast history. <laughs> I think the title for last week's uh, episode is going to have to be The One with the Vomit. Yeah, and I think this week is going to have to be Light, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> light, damn it. And there was light. <laughs> Joe said, for Light, sure. damn it. <laughs> and actually, if you oh, think well. about it, it was a light to a lot of people. I mean, think about that. You're going to go into your allegorical raised from the dead 
you know, thing. So mm-hmm. I would just definitely be interested in seeing more little vignettes in this universe if she chose to write them. Have them visit the bar in New Orleans again, or just some of their travels around the world, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Or with the kids afterwards, because oh, obviously okay. that isn't going to turn out quite the same way as the Deathly Hallows epilogue. But Well, no, but again, at the same time, uh, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a it's a complete story as it is, but yeah, I bet you. I always like to know little other bits of things. I'm sorry. What did you say, Trish? I said the kid's name's going to be Merriweather. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Merriweather. Yeah, uh, that's the one I want. That's the outtake I want. I want to know when she dropped the Merriweather. <laughs> when does travel find out? Yeah. How does well, they she- they may not have dropped it yet. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, sometime when he's Eric being left. particularly annoying, I'm sure. Yeah, you could just see her like a. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, he is in charge of the MLE, so I don't know how much you want to stir that cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, yes, this is fun. It was. As I said, it, it wasn't always fun. It was definitely stressful at times, but it was a good story yeah. to read. So, I can see why Melinda wouldn't read it, because we never we never really do get Harry as we know him in this story. No, there no. is an awful lot of Harry in Joe, but yeah. he's because he doesn't get, he misses some of those experiences. To tell you the truth, I like this Harry better than the original Harry. Do you? Why? Because he doesn't have any baggage? Because he's not so emo. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, the older version of of Harry, I think, is going to be not as emo as we've seen him, obviously, growing up. I mean, he is growing up, you know? That's true. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for putting this one on the list for us. Several times. This has been this has been one of those fix that has been voted and just barely missed getting elected at least twice in the uh, last season for Potterfic Weekly before we took over and um, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the perks of taking over is you get to stick in all the <laughs> fix you voted for and haven't got. Right. <laughs> yep. 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 So. But um, this is our last episode of this season, as far as I know. We may have another episode if we do come up with an interview with Andy, or it might be attached to the end of this one, depending on how long we've managed to ramble on here. Right. But We're we'll good rambling. We've learned from Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just comes not. <laughs> Headmaster Huggles. Yeah, so. We're at three hours, so... We're well, probably at two hours for the podcast. Yeah, probably. So, thanks. Um, thanks for thanks everybody for listening. And um, hopefully, if you have, we'll be back next season. If you have suggestions of stories, I'm sorry. Go ahead and squee. <laughs> <laughs> if you have story suggestions for us, please let us know on the forum. Yep. And um, we'll uh, take them into consideration. And we'll probably. Get to them ten months after you suggest it, because right. we'll have the things that weren't <laughs> suggested before. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Whatever. But yeah, there will most likely be a season five, but we'll see what happens. 
and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Yep. Stay tuned after the goodbyes for the author interview. We'll see you in just a few minutes. So that's it. Yeah. Yep. So say good night, John boy. Everybody quiet down now and get some sleep. Good night, everybody. Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, children. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, John boy. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. What's going on? I was asleep. What's everybody doing? Good night. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, John boy. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 And, and we're done. That we are. Well, not quite the end. Here's the interview. Everybody loud. Uh-oh. Yeah. Am I breathing in my mic? Because oh. I got a towel on my head, and so my headphones are not fitting as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andy, welcome to the chaos. Thank you. This yeah. is typical. No, That's okay. You're not breathing into them right now. Okay. We'll stop you if you do later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I got a towel on my head right now. So I even got a shower today. Yay. Yay. You got a shower. Oh, That's good. Those yeah. are good days. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I usually smell like chlorine in this every time I podcast now. So. Yeah. Just because you go swimming. Oh, so I get. What did you decide to eat? Mm, right now. I'm eating a Kashi Goline bar. That's not uh-huh. quiet. You're doing a very good job with it. <laughs> oh, no, it's a chewy, it's a soft and chewy bar. Okay. Yeah. It's banana and chocolate chip. I probably shouldn't eat any more fiber. I, feel bad. <laughs> I was running on the treadmill, and the lady next to me, well, she was done, and she decides to get off the treadmill and just had perfect timing to go right behind me. I had bad gas. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could send people's hair. I was good. I think I sent someone's hair, but nice. I just kind of ignored it, turned up my headphones a little bit louder, and going, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> well, they're they're calling what we had today snowmageddon. Mm. It's always good to have snowmageddon. Hello, Flurry. They said we'd get now oh, an inch or two, and I woke up to over a foot. Wow! And no we power. Don't... Ooh, that's no fun. And no way to know if school was closed. Although I assumed it was because no was... power. Yeah. And my brother apparently got up at well. Decided he was going to pull it all nighter and was working. At 2.30 in the morning, he decided that it was trash day and he better go get the trash out before they came through. And he went outside and was gathering trash cans from various places on his property, apparently. And he heard a popping sound and he saw sparks and he thought, some idiot's shooting off fireworks. What are they doing? Mm. And then he heard another pop and he watched the huge tree on his property split in half and fall half across the road. Oh. And into the power lines. Hmm. Oh. Remind you of Jen? (laughs) When he called for help, he was told that if he did it himself, that would be better because if the fire department came out, they'd charge him. So he went out with... Well, they hadn't snapped, so... And apparently... Oh, yeah, okay. I wonder if he gets electrocuted. You know what? Who's what? Who's what? Mm -hmm. Sorry. And and the the first thing that exploded apparently took out the power at the fire department. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So he was out there with a chainsaw that didn't work, trying to get it. And he ended up tearing pieces off. I guess he had a Sawzall, and that made it through one branch before he ran out of battery. And so fortunately for him, a forestry man came by and said, do you need help? And so the two of them 
got most of the tree out of the street. But it took him all night. And he said it was snowing so hard that every time he stopped, he had to dump two inches of snow off his hat. Wow. So that was my excitement today. All sorts of fun things. Yeah. Do have snow and I got gas. We're awesome, man. <laughs> and Andy writes about vomit. We're, we're perfect. Yes, yeah. I just yeah. listened to that podcast. <laughs> I went, oh, my Yeah, God. I listened to it today when I when we were digging out of snow. So. <laughs> yeah, what we're a bit you? snowed in, too. Not really, because we're more used to it, but it's really cold. So they were telling people, if you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Yeah. So we didn't. We were lucky. I, say, I don't have anything right now, knock on wood. It didn't now that cold. I said that, I probably hurt my chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say that S word? You're not allowed to say the S word. Did I say the S word? I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. We'll have to come back and look. <laughs> I'm not Let's even sure I know what you're I... talking about, so oh well. The last time Trisha used the S word, they had a blizzard. Ah. Uh, we had all my God. <laughs> well, Andy, you've heard a few of our podcasts, so you know that we tend to not stay on topic. Yeah. And I understand. I'm Sue. <laughs> this is Scott and Trisha. Oh, hello. Or, hello. Uh, MS Lupin. Excuse me, Miss Lupin. Mm-hmm. Can you stop uh-huh. it? <laughs> I'm going to have to hurt you pretty soon. I know. It's hard yeah, to I'm pretty you're easy like, to pick um, out. Three hours, yeah. yeah. You're like you're a couple I'm, states away. I was pretty sure I grabbed a pen so I could write notes to myself. And I don't have one. I have one, but that's no help to you. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Questions. If I don't write it down, I'll forget it. Ah! Hi, Flurry. No, it wasn't Flur. I, I, I'm hitting wrong buttons or something. Don't hit wrong buttons. Man, it's not allowed. We are recording. I will double check and make sure it's Skype and not Safari that I'm recording. There we go. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did a whole podcast and I recorded the wrong thing, so we got missed. Uh, yeah, was it yeah, we had issues too. with stuff like that too. What did you guys record? I'm one of the gurus on Gallery Cast. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. we do stuff like that all the time. Somebody doesn't record their track, and yeah, some of our originals because we started off as Peoncast. We were the the peons. Right. We lost some tracks and had to get very creative in ways that we put things yeah. together. Yeah. Yes. I was just listening to a few of those today because we're putting together, we did several peoncasts on a series of stories, and so we're releasing them as a compilation. Oh, yeah. Two or three of them have weird things going on. One had weird skipping things that I had to edit out, and the other one had missing tracks and things. And we had to sort of recite what it sounded like Kayla had probably said because yeah. we knew what the people's reactions were, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, I'm thinking uh, that we'll... Just ignore me. We always do. <laughs> Thanks, I love you too. Uh, introduce in our usual chaotic order, but Andy, since you are a special guest, you will go last. Okay. And let's see if I can pull this off. I'm in the main house again tonight because I was afraid to take the computer across the way in the snow. So, we could that have makes sense. dog coming up the stairs. Ah, uh, let's think. Welcome to our author interview. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And I'm Andy. Yay! Yay! Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. We're excited that you're doing this. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's always good when we can get to talk to the authors. Mm -hmm. And vomit's our friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. There's a bit in this. Oh, at least Trisha's. (laughs) Yes. I had forgotten all about that till I started editing, and then I was laughing my head off. I forgot all about it, too. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like vomit, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that's your thing now. It's oh, dear. oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, I was into the microphone. Okay, yes, that's our new thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. I was rereading the story today to try and to catch up and remember what sort of questions we might have because the actual podcasts that people have been listening to up to this point were recorded probably a year ago or so. <laughs> yeah, but, we're a little uh, behind. I'm thoroughly enjoying the um, the Aurora training guy in Chapter 5. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He is so very much the movie sergeant guy. It's just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of is my dad, actually. He's oh. um, ex-military, or not not ex-military, former military. I was going to say, they're no, they never yeah, yeah, yeah. the military. Yeah. No, former military, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. First-hand experience is always good. Yeah, hmm. it helps. <laughs> it, was there any of the original characters that you based right. people off or maybe a couple people? Yeah, some inspirations on, on some of them. Pearl is very much based on a good friend of mine. She's another author. She goes by Ella. Yes, she's Several been f- people. featured on the podcast before. Yes, yes. Which one? Deadwood Pecker. Yes. I don't think that's before. Packard I don't with think purpose. Yes. So, yeah, she she was kind of uh, started out. She's a little different, but there's some good inspiration in there. Some lines that Ella would use and some things that she would do. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, uh, obviously toned down just a little bit, but. <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know. You're going to make it okay for public consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, screw the public. <laughs> <laughs> what if you count as public? Well, as long as, as, long as it's just me, I'm good. There you okay. Go. <laughs> okay, I'm just being selfish right now, but I don't care. <laughs> We're gonna keep you off the treadmill. It makes you feisty. Yeah, I guess so. Well, it was a it was finally a good run, so I was I was just happy. Yeah, I see. Oh, that. good. Well, we don't have to ask you how to pronounce your author name this time because it's fairly straightforward. Well, unless we want your LJ name. <laughs> oh, mm. oh, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> There's a story behind that. I had that years, yeah, years and years before I started writing. It is the first letters of "Can I borrow James and Sirius for a day?" Uh, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, you know, I, I was you. very much a Marauders fan when I first started reading, and mostly read that first generation stuff and wrote a little bit, but nothing that I ever put out. But then I started to really get into Harry and Ginny and those characters. So, well, it's it, this is our last podcast of the season mm-hmm. and our first podcast of next season is actually a marauder's fic oh cool yeah it's Which a, one's that? a conspiracy of photographers oh okay oh okay and uh, i have to check that one out yeah she's on lj her name is pika scribbit Scrib- okay. it means the raven writes ah. gotcha 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 yeah all I gotta say is, you authors, you gotta you gotta pick out easier names so I can pronounce stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much why I went with Andy. Yeah. Yep, that works. Because I can't pronounce crap. I start I start renaming people. I don't care. We yeah. heard about that in one of these podcasts, I believe. Can't pronounce the name? I rename them. Terrified of what you call me. Who? <laughs> no good. <laughs> Yours is pronounceable. It's all right. It's soon as pronounceable. <laughs> Sue a duck's foot throws people sometimes. So. Well, I yes, get called MS Lupin all the time. <laughs> don't know why. I don't know either. <laughs> Looking at okay. nobody and mentioning no names, as my mother would say. <laughs> okay, enough so, about us. Andy, did you like Three Doors Down music before you started writing this? I did, yeah. I've always been a fan. And when I started this, it was I'm trying to remember which... 
it was originally the the away from the sun the song and i i can't remember where i was but i was listening to it and trying to get an idea for a story and i knew i wanted to do something along the lines of them being separated and that and i really liked the concept of of that being away from the sun being in darkness and and not having that light in in their lives. So I kind of was playing with just that song and listening to that music to kind of inspire me. And it was pretty amazing how the title titles just kind of started to line up and it worked well. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's do you, cool. when you write, do you always listen to music or? Not always. It kind of depends on if I'm looking for inspiration for a certain character. I do a lot of a lot of music for mood and and that if I'm trying to get a certain character in their frame of mind or whatever, sometimes I'll listen to a song that I think might, you know, help me channel them. I guess that's the word. So, yeah, I guess I do. But it just depends on what I'm writing. Sometimes the characters come fairly clearly and it's not that big a deal, but on, especially on longer ones, um, sometimes it's harder to catch them. Sort of leads into my other standard author question. Do you need to have it quiet? Do you need to have special snacks? Do you usually write in the morning or at night? Is there any set kind of a... No, not, not necessarily. I kind of just write whenever I can get away from my children <laughs> and when I'm not at work and, you know, just whenever. I understand that one. Yeah, I actually do write quite a bit in the morning because... My older kids are up and moving kind of on their own, so I can just keep an ear out for when they need something. And and so I write quite a bit then, but as far as snacks or anything, not really. I use a lot of chewing gum, but... That's always good. Yeah. So, and quiet. I do like it quiet. So if I need to, I'll just put on my headphones and block everybody out for a while. (laughs) Oh, those kids. Yeah, yeah. So did you have the whole story sort of outlined before you started, or was it something that just came as it went, or how did that go? This one I actually did have outlined, and this this story has kind of a unique story behind how it, how it came to be. I wrote the whole thing, and I'm very, very particular about how I write. I write my entire story before I put it out there, usually. At the very least, we're maybe polishing up epilogue or whatever before I release anything. Because if I have to go back and change something, I get upset. So I kind of am a little bit of a control freak that way, I guess. Anyway, um, so I had it all written, and I had sent it off to a couple of pre-readers and betas, and the original storyline was a little bit different. So I actually was happy with it, or thought I was, and released the prologue. And one of my beta readers came back and said, "Um, I'm having an issue with this one certain character and the way the story arc goes regarding them and that. So we pulled it and looked at it, and I stripped it back 13 chapters and rewrote the last 13 chapters. Wow. That's one of my questions, because it was in the author notes. Yeah. It's much stronger story and... It just took somebody else on the outside looking at it and going, wait a minute, there's this plot hole that needs to be dealt with that isn't really addressed. And the characterization in one area needed some work. But it's hard to lo- it's hard when you're the author because you're very close to it. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having to strip back 13 chapters was very, very painful, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, sure. I mean, it's this is this story probably took me the longest to write of any of my fan fiction stuff. My original stuff takes longer, but my fan fiction stuff usually is fairly quick. I've usually got an outline before I even sit down and start um, mostly. But this one, this one probably took four months to write, including when I stripped it back and redid it. And but I'm I'm very happy. Faster with it. than I would done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So were you doing the rewrite while you were releasing or did you just stop and finish it and then pick up where you after the prologue again? I stopped and we um, held the release for uh, I'm thinking it was 
roughly about six weeks and while well, I rewrote. So the so the rewrite took about six weeks to finish the last 13 chapters. Um, it might have been just a little less than that because it had to go through beta and, and everything because I wouldn't re-release it any until it was completely finished then. I was a little paranoid by that time. <laughs> so. I, can, I can understand that. <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, those of us that were reading it as a work in progress were very happy that you released things as quickly as you did. Yeah, well, I can't even imagine. I have this thing against reading work in progress fix. I very rarely do it, and only if I know it's an author that does complete their work and that. So I am very particular about that myself. So I have a hard time when you get into something and then it disappears. Right. Yeah, I I had that happen to me a couple of times, but now, now pretty much anymore. If it's if I know um, someone said, oh, they do it regularly, or if it's not finished, because there's been a couple of times I'm like, oh, it's a work in progress, and not know, and it was being the first time doing stuff, not knowing that or first time reading fan fiction not knowing that it's been dead for about a month or so and mm-hmm. I get it all the way done I'm so invested in it and they don't update for like six months or yeah. don't even update at all I'm just like at all out. it is and it's hard especially when it's a story that you are really interested in and and mm-hmm. is good quality and yeah, I have trouble with that myself. I should probably finish stories more because I have about eight or ten that are sitting there in partially finished state that haven't gone anywhere for a while. A lot of them being fan fiction, I sort of I get inspired as I go, I guess. So having right. people there to respond to it is, is a help. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just different for different authors and personality types in that too because there are certain parts of that I do like and having somebody to respond and ask questions and that sometimes does strengthen the writing as you go on. So I, I don't know, just depends. I'm, I'm a lot less worried about it when it's a smaller story or a one shot or something like that. But if it's a longer one, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm much more apt to f- completely finish it before I, I release anything. That's good because... We like the ones that can finish. Yeah. I noticed that you have sun in your titles a lot. I do. Is something special about the sun or is it just something that comes up? I'm just kind of partial to the imagery that you can use with it, I guess. I I didn't really, I don't think I stopped and considered it as far as whether I wanted to use that as title a lot or not. But I think I just am quite partial to the imagery that you can use with it. Yeah, the sun can be almost anything. It can be something hopeful or you're like the sun burning up or whatever it is, but it also can be painful too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I actually, yeah, I do do use the sky and the sun and that quite a bit, even in original fiction stuff and that. I don't know if there's something there or not. I just, you know, just (laughs) gravitate toward that, I guess. Yeah. That works. Do you feel differently about this story now that it's been a few years? Thousands of years ago. I do. And I think a lot of that was having to rewrite it. I was unsettled, I believe. Just after I finished it, I wasn't sure if I liked it as much. I definitely like it more now than I did at the time. And I think a lot of that is also the emotional attachment to the characters as I'm writing it and the emotions that they have to go through and and that because I find myself very, very invested in them as people. And so sometimes it's it's very hard to write. I mean, I, I even have a hard time reading those first couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. They're very, very raw for me as far as emotionally raw. But I, you know what? I... I I had to write them. It was kind of one of those things that I don't know if I would say it's my therapy or something along those lines. It's it's the way I explore ideas and concepts that maybe I'm dealing with in real life or have been presented to me in real life and I need to deal with them that way. So it's been like that on one other fic in particular that I was going through some things and needed to explore how I reacted to those situations and was able to come to some peace after writing a story. Well, 
That's neat. Yeah. I actually mm. thought of a question while you were talking and then I lost. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Brain fart. Brain fart. Uh, I know it. Well, I have a whole list, so that's okay. Keep going, dude. Keep going. You, list, you said you listened to it today? Uh, I did, podcast. yes. Yep. Do you have any comments on Cat's Loyola? Am I even saying the name? If I don't say this right, I'm going to get yelled. Oh, Loyola. Loyola. Yeah. You know what? I spelled it phonetically, so there's yeah. no way I could even get close to it. Yeah, I it completely just slipped by me. Honestly, that's it's just an honest mistake. Yeah, and you know what's funny is I was so meticulous when I, or trying to be so meticulous when I was researching New Orleans, and one of my beta readers is from that area, and so we were very particular about certain things being included and certain visuals being arranged, and that was just one thing that just completely slipped through. So my fault completely. That so I'll have to look into it. One of my other questions was, had you been to New Orleans? I have never been to New Orleans. Nope. When I talked to her about, I said, I think I want to set it in this area. I know you're kind of from that area. You know, if I'm going to do that, what do I need to be aware of? And and so we talked and then we actually, oddly enough, got on Google Maps together. Oh, fun. And Did you take a tour? Before. I did. You took it to her. <laughs> Some of the places that are referenced in there, one you guys talked about today in today's podcast was the bar where they go dancing. Mm-hmm. That That is an actual place. And the beta, her husband told me about it so that he had been there before. So that one's based on a real thing. Sam, the bartender, is based on somebody that she knew. I don't, th- I don't know that he ever had a name as far as but she had met somebody similar to that. Yeah, we tried to be true to stuff like that. And I do try and research. You know, if you're going to write something like that, you should at least try and research, in my opinion, the area and that. But, you know, accidents happen when you slip up and, and do things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stuff happens all the time. So. Yeah. I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> Never been there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people from there are going, oh, my heavens, what did you do? But, yeah. yeah. What about the uh, Blue Oyster? Was it from the police academy? Proctor, this is an alley. I know, sir, but these are the directions Mahoney gave me. Mahoney? Yes, sir. He says this restaurant has the best salad bar in town. Well, it damn sure better have. <laughs> I can tell you this honestly, never seen one before. I've never seen the show. So no, it wasn't. In fact, I think that was one of the names we were laughing and talking about oyster bar names and that one just happened to come up. So it's possible that somebody, and I can't even remember because there were, geez, there were probably four or five of us in a conversation at the time talking about different ideas and and rehashing parts and pieces of that. And some, some people just mentioned the name and so we just started using it. So it's possible they got that from, from there, but I have no clue. Nice uniform. Makes me wish I'd worn my sailor outfit. I'm getting out of here. Move it, move it, move it. <laughs> I don't think cutting is allowed, sir. Well, you, you need to watch at least one of them. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched them either. I don't really know much about them. Well, yeah. you, won't get part, you won't get part of your life back, but hey, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's what, I, what I assume. And I remember the, the comment, and I believe it was Kat made about the training when she mentioned the G.I. Jane thing. I honestly never seen that show either, so... <laughs> I did pull uh, a, was, was a clip that, from that you? for, I think, the first one. And I realized after I had put it in there and released the podcast that G.I. Jane wasn't the, the movie I was thinking about. I was thinking about uh-huh. Private Benjamin. 
Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Oh. So I I had mixed those up, but and then when Kat had talked about it, I was I almost went and pulled another clip, but yeah, I was pretty clip heavy anyhow this time. Yeah, no, all I did was speak with my father, who is former military, and discuss some ideas and things. So it's good to have. Uh, you got a background. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have somebody whose brain you can pick. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it helps with a little bit of the detail here and there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's better than some of the, like, you see some people who write and they just go by what they saw in the movies and what they've seen here and there. And it's just so not the same. Yeah. And and I can, I mean, I understand that things are a little bit different here and there and, and based on experience and that. But at least you can tell certain fix. Certain authors have done their research and even right. if it's not perfect, it's a little but more nothing excusable is perfect. to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm very much a fan fiction snob, so... <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. Oh, well, we try not to be. Well, I should. Yeah. We we try to be pretty good with what we picked to put on the podcast. So I guess maybe we are snobbish. <laughs> well, I've I've put in my years of waiting through all the other stuff out there. I'm don't need to do that anymore. I'm spoiled. I missed all that. I just read what people give me and yeah. I tend to get the good stuff. Although they're recording a bad fic podcast tomorrow night oh no discuss <laughs> bad fic in all of its glory so that'll be interesting <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah that would be interesting yeah that'd be i'm supposed to be working if i actually make it to work i haven't made it yet this week so we'll see what happens the advantages of having snow i guess i don't know yeah. Of having snow when nobody's used to it. Mm-hmm. So if somehow our podcast happens to be introducing somebody to your stories, how does this stack up against the rest of them? Is it similar to what you usually write? Do you write a bunch of different kinds of things? How do your stories compare to each other? This one, in my view, is very different. Mostly, I will write more along the lines of romance and sometimes maybe a little mystery, but not heavily on that. This one, I wanted to play around and try a little bit more of an action. Obviously, there's still quite a bit of romance and drama in this one and heavy on the angst right at first. Some of my stuff, I've got some that's that's a little heavier on the angst. Kind of depends on what I was exploring at the time and, and that. But for the most part, I would say my stuff is fairly light. It's not too too extreme. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I, I view them very differently than other people, I'm sure. So <laughs> That actually uh, leads into a question from Kathy. Yeah. She wants to know, of all the varieties of Ginny, which is your favorite, that you've written, Ooh, that's tough. Well, hmm. She wants to know Harry afterwards, so yeah, okay. While you're, All right. you're talking, <laughs> I think I actually think writing Ginny, I do think Away was the one that I liked the most, um, and I think it's more because I really was able to focus on her and see her grow as a character in my mind, and where we were able to set her in a separate environment than she's normally in in canon. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave a different set of viewing glasses, I guess, to see her and, and that. And rereading it, because when we started talking about doing this interview and that, I decided I needed to reread, because <laughs> it's been a while. Um, yeah, too. yeah, I was very happy with how she came out as a character. And in some ways, she's very different from Canon Ginny. But I think I was happy with the explanations and, and the growth she had to justify the differences. Yes. So I do think I do think that I like her the best. She's a little more on the edge than what I normally write Ginny to be. I normally write her a little more calm and a little more rational. This Ginny's not real rational. Just because she killed the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
that and, you know, tortured the senator. And yeah, I think that was pretty justified. It was. And I, I do believe her behavior is justified in almost all of this story. There's there's some bits that, you know, she made some wrong choices and some choices that she, maybe she should have thought of a little bit more. But I like to write humanity in characters. Yeah, um, I was, as you said that, I was thinking, but that just makes her human. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't care for perfect characters. To me a perfect character has something to hide and so the only perfect character should be the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> and even then they're not perfect. So yeah. and then I guess Harry Hmm, that's a tough one because Harry's very concrete in my mind as far as you know, we know so much about him in canon that sometimes it's hard to give him a different mm-hmm. a different persona when you're looking at a different situation. I'm not sure We're if that's the right. We're used to living inside his head, so. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm looking for. You you know, you're used to how he reacts to things and that. I did write, I don't know if he's my favorite. Uh, Harry in this in a way is not my favorite because he is very different than the Harry that we recognize in that. Um, and I know that's a lot of people have issues with that and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm thinking that I really like, there's a story I wrote called Easier to Be, and I really do think I like that Harry, personally. He was raised a little differently, he reacts a little differently, and he's older when we meet him. It's very alternate universe as far as um, he did not go to Hogwarts and, and that. So you, you get his backstory in little bits and pieces, but I think he's just a little different enough that it was very interesting to me. I'll have to go find that one. Yeah, it's it's a different. It's very it's it's mostly romance, but there is some differences in there. I did switch a few things up as far as in that story I had Ginny not writing in the diary until she was older. She didn't get the diary till she was I believe she was 14. And you know what changes that would have on not only her but on the situation and and that so because yeah, she'd be a little bit better to experience that and to kind of have yeah having some time in Hogwarts already under her belt would make a big difference I would think yeah it definitely changed things and it changed people's responses to her you know how she dealt with that because dealing with it as young as she did there was there was that innocence that she was able to not necessarily blame. She she just wasn't as culpable at that age for what happened, but at an older age, she definitely was more culpable if in that story. So, yeah, it was different. And they, they end up best friends that do not realize, at first they are living together, they do not realize that they are, the other one is magical. So there's a lot of, you know, follies as far as trying to hide things and and keep things mm-hmm. from each other and, and that. So, oh, that, that, um, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was a little more of a humorous, but with some real th- undertones in it, some guilt and, and that that Ginny had to go through and some issues that Harry had from the war and, and that as well. I'm going to put it on my list. Since I was editing, I picked up quite a few of the kind of the questions that we had as we mm-hmm. were going through. I know there was a, a big discussion, well, a discussion, I don't know if I'd say big, about whether or not Mama Jensen was a witch, or oh, yeah. I should say magical. Um, Mama Jensen was magical. That's what I thought. She did not necessarily use it often, and her family was not aware of it. It was, you know, kind of... The way I pictured her character, it was a little more taboo for her for her age and, and the area she lived in. And I would imagine that there's, you know, the kind of that still stigma of muggles mixed in with magical and they've got to keep it quiet and that so yeah she was magical and the pensive 
How did you view removing the memories from put into the pensive? Yeah, I always viewed them as a copy, and I'm not sure. It's been a while since I I should have read through my notes when I wrote that scene, but I didn't have a chance today to read through that because I remember listening to that today and thinking, how did I view that? (laughs) (laughs) What was that again? No, I've always viewed them as kind of a copy, but... Maybe that it leaves like a dull residue behind. Uh, the only reason that kind of clued me into that was when Snape removes, when he's doing Occlumency see, Massive. that's where Massive, I was too. He removes that memory so that Harry can't see it. Yeah. Or, now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist in his mind, but it's not going to be at the forefront of his mind. When we learn later on the significance of that memory, you understand why it would be in the forefront of Snape's mind when he's dealing with Harry. I would imagine that memory was always in the forefront of his mind when he was dealing with Harry, because that really changed a whole lot in his life and relationship with Lily. So I always saw them as kind of a copy of the memory but maybe it dulled it. And so when they layer the memory charms, it, it has a greater chance of succeeding to, to take it down as far as, you know, because you've got Bertha Jorkins who they were able to break the memory charm on. Now, granted, it it destroyed her mind. But, I, you know, we were just talking about one day about the pensive and these memories and and whether they exist still and, and that. And, and that's kind of what led to the idea of, well, what if you did remove the memories before you did memory charms? Would it change anything or alter the way? Could you really get rid of them completely? Because I do see them more as as individual strings of memory. Um, I like, I'm not sure who said it. I apologize. One of you talked about yarn. Um, probably Kelly. Yeah, probably. And I liked that comparison to it. And the memories were ruined by the potions, not necessarily the mixing of Marius's memory with John Fournier's or, or Harry's or anything. It, w- it was more that they had all been dumped and the potions, yeah, the potions dumped on the them and that. Blood and, and the dust. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to say anything too much because it depends on when you release this, but we do get Harry's view of those scenes. Yeah, this Coming will go up. out with the last episode. It'll be gotcha. okay. the end, so gotcha. you can spoil. So, there you go. Okay. We do get to see that, and we see what actually happened in that scene, and that they were ruined yeah. when the potions were dumped on them. And Harry didn't necessarily know what he was doing, but he was conscious that he was destroying them. It was kind of a... I, I, can't have these so nobody's gonna have them i have kelly in my mind going no i know i know to do it <laughs> it was well maybe it'll make her feel better that both my pre-readers didn't talk to me for very long days after i wrote that so yeah. <laughs> they tried to talk me out of it many times and i said i'm sorry they have to go <laughs> Well, well, good for you to sticking to your guns yeah but yeah i know that was that was a really hard part It was very hard. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah, up until the very end, I really debated it. But I knew how I wanted it to end. Even if it wasn't comfortable for everybody to read, it was where it needed to be for me. Yeah, I would say that that was, you know, almost tied with finding out about Harry's death. Or it might be even more because at that point you knew he was alive again, but no memories. You know, that knew they weren't coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really tough. a magical way to fix them. Was that in there from the beginning that yes. Harry would never become Harry again? Yes, He'd always be Joe. Yeah, yeah, he would. He was. That was that was the dif- the difference there because I kind of wanted to explore the you know life isn't perfect and sometimes we're handed stuff that we have to deal with that changes the people that are around us and 
Does it break us completely? Does it break them? And what are our reactions to them? I, I knew I always wanted them to be together and have a life together. And that I always wanted Ginny to be able to accept that she wasn't going to get that perfect fairy tale that she had imagined, you know, when she was younger and that, that all people do. So... That's life, really, yeah, more than anything. It is. So, But she, she needed to accept and, and understand that she could still love him as a person. How about Minister Winters being the vill- villain? Was that part of the idea to begin with, or did that? It was, yeah. I hate to say it this way, but I kind of like the idea of the corrupt government. <laughs> you know, that you... I was going to... You know what? I was just thinking the same thing. I like the yeah. idea of a corrupt government. Yeah, I mean, and I. It always is. Yeah, there's always some element that that really is always shady or you know not quite above board on that, and and you guys touched on that with Norman, and maybe we'll get into that in a minute here. But with back with winners, when you look at the society that they have just gone through this massive war, you know, there's two ways it can really go. It, it can go the way it did in canon, where the right people step up and work their butts off to get it back to where it should be and to put things where they're supposed to be, or there's somebody that steps forward that assumes control that probably shouldn't. And this society, they're so raw, they're so very broken, it would be very easy to manipulate it to be how you want it to be. And that's kind of where I saw Winter's he was always there in the background, you know, in my mind in canon, just kind of waiting for his opportune moment. And when Kingsley decided he didn't want to deal with it and that, that was the mo- his moment to step up. And there was nobody else there that could do what Winners did. And Winners was a very capable person in my mind. Mm-hmm. He he could have easily pulled the Wizarding World together and run it just fine. But he had the agenda that he wanted to take it somewhere else. It's really quite interesting rereading this because at the time, I don't think I picked up anything going on with him until quite a ways in. Eventually something twigged. But rereading it now, every scene he's in is so creepy. Yeah. (laughs) I know. He just makes your skin tingle. It is. Which is is a real compliment to you because he really did make your skin tingle and you're just like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. There was a part way through that I kind of questioned when I was writing him. To me, he was a very obvious villain. You know, and I kept questioning, okay, is it too much? Do Am I giving too much away? Do I need to make him a little less? Or do I even make him a very uncomfortable person to be around and everybody thinks he's a villain, but he's not? But I, when I got to the turning point where I needed to make a concrete decision, I was comfortable with his character and where he was and, and that he would make those decisions. And so I stuck with it and I, I'm happy with it, how it is. I think there are people, though, that you do run into in the world and that that are not necessarily evil, but are not comfortable people to be around. That's true. And so I haven't I didn't write any really in this one, but I have written it before in other. And you know what's funny is Jasper. Actually, Jasper Dole started out like that in my mind. He is one of my favorite original characters that I have ever written. I adore him and I would I would gladly write him any day. Well, we'll yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Uh, there is Side an outtake. Series. Yeah, there is an outtake at the end of the the version of the battle, his version of the battle, mm-hmm. and I love that one. Yeah, that right. was very very fun for me to write and and to be able to get inside his mind a little bit and see what drives him and and that because there's you know the whole time I was releasing it there was debate on some of the reader forums about what his real motivation was and and I kept it pretty quiet. There were a few questions I answered, but I kept it pretty quiet and. 
So it was interesting to read people's reactions to him. Yeah, the, I haven't gone back and looked, but our, we comment a lot on different what different people's reactions yeah. were. We commented a lot on your author's notes. Oh, yeah. And then also Keza, who we, yeah. we decided that you must have probably posted at night a lot because she was usually the first commenter. And since um, she's in Australia, yeah, it's her I- daytime, so she would get it quicker. Yeah, I think I I post I when I post I normally post really early in the morning like 4 or 5 when I get up. So, I think it must have been that just the right time for her to grab it right. every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I usually post a lot in the morning when I first get up. Yeah, that was that would be her evening, I think, probably. Yeah. So she'd be just yeah, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun for me. Sometimes it's even more fun for me to go back and just read the comments. Yeah, I bet. What people got all worked up about. And there's some things that I think, wow, I didn't even see that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that, but all right. <laughs> people pick up on weird things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, out of everything that you wrote, what is probably the weirdest comment that you, you've ever gotten that made you go, really? What the hell? Um, yeah. I, I have another story I wrote. It's just up on LiveJournal. It was just playing with an idea. I never was going to release it anywhere but there. I didn't I haven't released it in any of the other forums and that. And I, oh, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it's called right this minute. Anyway, it is kind of a twist thing where Ginny wakes up one day and she's, well, first of all, she before she goes to bed, she's content with Harry. They're... I believe they're engaged, they're, you know, planning their life and everything. She wakes up and everything's different. She's not with Harry anymore. She's finding out about all of her past, this past that she just cannot grasp why on earth she would have this past and why things are the way they are. And she's not living in in England. She's not really in touch with her family. And, and she's she's got to come back and discover what happened and all of that. And in the end, there's a twist that's actually lost me a couple readers um would that be frayed ends no it wasn't frayed ends um i'm looking at your stories and just trying to pick something out with with the title Uh, i know and i don't have access to them right this minute on this computer so i can't even tell you read them to you really fast let's see seeking the silver carry you home learning to fly brighter than sunshine easier to be we know it's not away from the sun no just say the word frayed ends. that's one just, Just say, say the, the word. word. It's a very different fic, and it was never meant to be really consumed outside of a group of friends. It's not edited very well, and there are some fatal flaws as far as plot lines and things. But I had written it, and I thought, you know, I'm not ever going to release it. I'll just put it out there for some of my readers to read. And, and some people like it, and some people don't, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But yeah, there was there's a twist at the end that there's one reader in particular that said, I'm done. I thought, okay, well... Wow. That that Can't really makes everybody. me want to go read yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, there you know there are some flaws in it that I would, if I ever were to redo or you know consider sending it out again, I would completely rewrite parts of it. Uh-huh. But it was it was more of an exercise for me, and I think that's how most of my stories are. You know, I get an idea and think, well, what if I twisted it that way? How how would that change the characters? What if you did this? What if they were in this situation? How would those canon characters change or react or or things? So, um, and I've even done Freight Ends is a little bit of a twist on uh, Easier to Be actually because I took a similar basic situation and 
and changed a few things and ended up with a different story. And I was happy with it. You know, some of the critics out there are uh, critics were not so happy about it. I got called some good names, but you know, I don't really care. So <laughs> you have to kind of have a thick skin. Yeah, you do. You do. And it's it's easier now looking back. I mean, at the time I was, you're kind of hurt a little bit just because, you know, unless you're a writer or unless you do some creative process that somebody else can critique, I don't necessarily think you understand how much of yourself you put into writing or painting or art or, you know, whatever you do, that sometimes you look at it and go, you know, this really maybe not is worth it, how much of myself I'm giving away. But then again, you've got, you know, readers out there that appreciate it and understand and, and that's worth it. So definitely. Yeah. Do you particularly enjoy writing twists then, or does it just sort of happen? It usually just sort of happens. Some stories are easier than others, and it just it just depends on the storyline, whether it calls for it or not. But usually if there's a twist, it's going to take me longer to write it because I have to be very methodical in how I plan it out and uh, run it by my pre-readers and make sure that it makes sense in somebody else's mind other than mine. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that. not always the case. I'll come out with something brilliant. I think it's just amazing. And I'll write it all down into an email or whatever, send it out to my pre-readers and, and betas and you know whoever else is around. Some of them will send it back and go, um, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, well, why not? Come on. What if you just did this? Oh, that's not interesting. Oh, back to the drawing board again. Mm-hmm. So, Is there oh, a Meriwether outtake where she uses his name? There is not currently. Is there one in the works? There's not right now. No, I, everybody kept bugging me for one, but I have a, I have a harder time. Sometimes the outtakes come easier after, you know, the interludes or the outtakes because I've, a lot of those interludes and outtakes and that, if I've done them, are scenes that were edited out or not fully developed and are, you know, kind of in the in the rough draft but never made it to the final cut or something along those lines. There is not one there, and I have a hard time going back when I've kind of sealed off the end of the story. Occasionally, I'll get an idea and think, oh, I'm going to write that, you know, those characters again, but a lot of times it's hard to get to catch them again and and get the right nuances for them. So there is not one, but that's kind of one of those things you got to come up with it yourself. So I would imagine I can see her using it and kind of hoarding that for years Mm -hmm. until she needs it. Yeah, I can see her just kind of looking at him and snickering every once in a while and him just like, what? Yeah. Nothing? Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Trammell. He is... Um, he was a lot of fun to write. He was he was kind of my answer to Moody since we lost Moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I love Moody. I love that character. And I can see them going through the training class together and stuff like yes. that. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. That'd be fun too. Yeah, that would that would have been an interesting training for the two of them together. <laughs> so yeah, the instructor would not have enjoyed that. Go ahead, yeah. Trisha. I just picture him. Sorry, I keep call. I want to call him Linus all the time. Now. Yeah. That. Oh, I, I mean, call him I, Linus all the time. So yeah, I just I just picture him. He he is a lot like Moody, but he's just more refined. Yes, yeah, he is. He's a little more. He holds his gruffness in, if that's the right way to do it. To say it, it's, he's subtle. Yeah, he is. He's a little more able to keep an undercover persona. I mean, he was there during the Death Eater reign and that, and he just kept his head down and did what he needed to do to survive and to help those he could without being, you know, right out in the open with it. Where Moody did stand up and Moody's a little more confrontational. Yeah. 
Very much yeah. so. And maybe just a hair crazier. Yeah. A little more paranoid, you know. Well, you understand why after what he goes through in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Trammell mm-hmm. is a little more worried, not worried about himself, but self-conscious mm-hmm. about where he is in life and what he, what contributions he can make in that. He's he's more self-aware about it than I think. I don't think Moody cared. <laughs> he was going to do what was right no matter what. And Trammell thinks about it a little more. Puts a little more thought into it. So he's definitely a planner. We like that about him. Yeah. There are some interesting characters in this one. Yeah. This story, the other interesting bit about this story is when I finished it, I kind of sat back for, you know, a couple weeks or, you know, a couple months. And, and then once I was able to read it again, because I usually put it away for a while and I'm not able to read it and be objective about it because I... I'm constantly seeing things I would do different or change or should I edit that or, mm-hmm. well, it's already posted. Maybe if I just go in and edit that word or change that or switch that. So I am not allowed to touch it for a while. No, that's absurd. <laughs> Is that if a person were to touch themselves? <laughs> they would constantly be transported into different places. <laughs> But this one actually, I think, was different enough that it allowed me to step out of my comfort zone enough. And I wrote my first original after writing this one. Oh, good. That's cool. And is that somewhere that we can get our hands on it? Or is that something that's still just in the works? Yeah, it is still in the works. I'm not sure if it'll ever come to publication or anything. It's all written. I'm not completely necessarily happy with it. So, But, you know, I mean, that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have one original up on my live journal. It's a very raw, you know, kind of one of those first stab at it things. I believe it's, what is it called? <laughs> Keterin is what it's called. It's named, it's named after the f- main character. Okay. One day I may go back and play with it and expand it and use it. But for now, it was just kind of a fun thing to play with. I'm not sure if anybody asked this in the times when I've been vanishing from the call, but who's your favorite character? Both just in general, you like the character and who's the most fun to write? My favorite character, well, obviously always Harry. Um, He's the one that I really identify with most probably, even more so than Ginny. I mean, I get Ginny on a level of, you know, female mother, independent woman type, but Harry and I, I believe are similar in a lot of personality traits. And so um, I kind of get him a little bit more. So in canon, he's my favorite character. But I do like some of the secondary characters that we don't hear quite as much about. I, I adore Tonks. And she is probably one of my favorite to read. To write, I apologize, to write. She's very, we don't know a whole lot about her. So she's open to interpretation a little bit. And the things we do know about her, I just really like. So I, I really do like writing her. I've written her several times in stories that I'm very happy with. And she is one of the main characters in a story I wrote. But it's that's one of those ones that's, that's carry you home and it's not for everybody. So <laughs> it's kind of a unique story. Who else to write? Oh, I adore writing the relationships between Arthur and his children. Mostly Ginny, but there's a connection there between Harry and Arthur that I really like writing. So any scenes that I can I can give them one-on-one or in a small group, I like to write Arthur a lot. I have a harder time writing Hermione. I have a very hard time writing her and Molly as well. I'm not sure why Molly, because you'd think as a mother I would hone in on that. But I think it's just, I just don't. She's a different kind of mom. 
Yeah, she is. She is. And I think I just I think I worry sometimes that I write I write her too too stereotypical, I guess. And I don't I don't like to do that with any character. I try really hard. Yeah. Sometimes the stereotypes do come out and sometimes yeah, I use Megan. it to make fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you never see her. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, but we, I know the name. Oh, I mean, Kelly came. Kelly came out like a bat out of hell. There, it's like, yeah, that was, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I can't even remember why I chose that name. Honestly, I think I used a random renamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do that a lot on characters that have no consequence to me whatsoever. So, well, Kelly would be happy that she had no consequence. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. She was a means to an end. Believe me. Yeah, so those are the probably the ones that I write that I like writing the most. I, I do like writing Arthur. I think he's a very mm-hmm. underused character, and I understand why in canon, but I think there's so much to him that he just is very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So. And he's, you Did know, you have a favorite while you were writing this story, or can you remember? Jasper Dole is probably my favorite character in this story because he was so, uh, well, he was all mine, first of all. Mm-hmm. Obviously based on some, using some magic and, and things from the world and that. But I just I just loved his whole penance, his ideas on penance and his guilt that he carried with him and for, for the life he lived and that. And mm-hmm. so he was probably one of my favorites to write, although I'm, I'm very partial to Ginny in this fic. I could see a series of one-shots of Jasper Dole adventuring or yes. going around the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I there have been people that have been begging for him for years, so. <laughs> Wait in line, people. Yeah. The other yep. completely coincidental thing is I've been watching random episodes of Road to Avonlea recently, and there's a character on that called Jasper Dale, who mm. is completely and utterly unlike this character, but <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. With the names there. Yeah. yeah. I've always loved the name Jasper. I. It's just, it's, to me, it's such a character name. There's so many things that as soon as you say the name, a vision of a person pops into my head. And to me, I, I, he had to be Jasper. That's always good when there's certainty like that. Yeah, he was an, he was an easy character to write for his motivation and that. He, he came fairly well-formed when I was plotting things. So it, it was good. Did you have experience with the tarot before you did this? Was it written in mostly because of where it was based? Yes, it was written in because of where it was based. I had to do research online and some other books and things. I tried not to dwell too heavy on it as far as going into the actual art of it or or anything because I just didn't feel like I got enough of an experience with what I read and so I tried to skim it but I you know they're all along the that walk there it's you know there are musicians and and salesmen and fortune tellers and and all of that and so I really wanted to bring up that way to approach the past in a magical way that Joe just does not quite get you know, he's seeing there a lot more than he realizes because he's seeing mm. how much Ginny really actually knows about what's going on. And while it strikes him as curious in the moment, you know, it's all overshadowed by what happens at the end of that scene and when he's kind of thrust into his past and the fact that he kind of has been running from this for so long and he wants to get away from it. He just doesn't even want to deal with it. And these feelings he's having for Ginny are bringing it up again. And so he's kind of torn at that point whether he just needs to strike out on his own and be done with this or face it and deal with it. I loved that Kelly took on the accent and the, <laughs> and the that was awesome. She was doing it. <laughs> yeah, she did a pretty good job. She did a pretty good job. She yeah. did. She she did that with Mama too. 
Yes, and I don't normally write the accents in as you know as phonetically, but there are certain characters you you have to do it in. It's like writing Hagrid; mm-hmm. you have to have that in there because it's part of who he is, right? Or the house elves. Yes, Same yeah, kind you, of thing. right, right. Well, and I remember you guys mentioning Harry's accent, and I do not. I he uses certain phrases that are typical for the area that he would have picked up normally, but I never saw him as having. A, a heavy accent one way or the other. That is on my list of things, and we would have gotten there. Yeah. <laughs> what about Lucas? Where did the name Lucas come from? That's a good question. I'm trying to remember now. I think it was just a generic, just a generic name that you know, if somebody opened a file, it would not draw really a whole lot of attention. You know, it was just it could be it could have been anything. So yeah, it could have been anything. So I don't I don't think there was any real reason to use actual Lucas, but it fit and I knew it needed to be something somewhat generic that if some secretary somewhere or something opened a file and happened to see something, it wouldn't ring a bell. It would be just another another experimentation thing that, you know, went on at a military base. It so would raise red flags. Right, exactly. I know the answer to this one and I'm gonna draw us <sighs> out of the fig for this. At least I think I know the answer to this one, but not everybody will. What house, what Hogwarts house do you associate with? <laughs> I'm very much a Slytherin. I've always been <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I I'm wasn't expecting okay that. With that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, because she's got a Slytherin icon on her thing. (laughs) I am very much Slytherin. I think, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it's because I live a lot in my head. I'm not necessarily what people think I am. I mean, not that I think I'm deceitful or anything. I think I just am, what I am is not necessarily apparent to everybody. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a very private person as far as, you know, my my private life and that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's okay. You're yeah. on with all Hufflepuffs? Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know, yes. some of my best friends are Hufflepuffs. I'm fine with that. And some of our friends are Slytherin, so that yeah. works out. And Trish is a Slytherin uh, at heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I just was expecting a Ravenclaw, that's all. Oh, I'm yeah, like, no, no, no. I'm not. But. I was just, that's what I was expecting since you did all the studying. Yeah, yeah, no. I I mean, I'm, I'm academic as far as... Uh, certain things on that but I don't necessarily excel at it and I don't necessarily seek after it for just a general knowledge purposes I'm fairly Mm -hmm. focused on anything I if it's something I'm interested in I will study it out yeah yeah we are adding Kelly Hello, Kelly. Maybe. Good evening. So you are no longer oh, the only non-Hufflepuff on yes. the call. Now yeah. we have our Ravenclaw. <laughs> ah, awesome. Now you know how I feel surrounded yeah. all the time. I, <laughs> black and gold. And, ah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> could be worse. It could be worse. It could be green. <laughs> yeah, but we oh. just found out that Andy's green, so be careful ah. what you say. Yeah, but she's not surrounded. Well, I, we're not surrounded by Slytherins. <laughs> I would like to welcome Sue tonight. Sue is a Hufflepuff. Yay! Yay. Sue is a Hufflepuff. I am a Hufflepuff. Everyone else is a Slytherin. So we are surrounded by Slytherins tonight. I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And though, although I have to say that I have a lot of black and gold in my house because I'm a Missouri Tigers fan. Oh, yeah, well, that'll do it. Yep. The dog is all snuggled up on my Snuggie. It's got cold all over it, so. I apologize for being late. I work until 8 o'clock. I have been working on a project all day, and I have just walked in the door, and it's 9.30. Long day. Yeah, sounds like it. Do you have any burning questions, Kelly? Oh, gosh. Not 
not off the top of my head, besides <laughs> the fact that I can't listen to a Three Doors Down song without <laughs> thinking about this pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a hard time with it too. I've used I've used a couple of their songs to kind of inspire me for some original fiction. Uh, one that I'm currently working on now, and I still have a hard time when I pull it up and I think about it, and I think, oh. I don't know if I can use that because that's Joe at this point in his life or that's, yeah. you know. Love me love me oh. when I'm gone. It's like I'm driving down the road thinking, okay, where is this? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. No, actually, if your memories are always, you know, it's kind of like a, a scent memory. You know, you right. hear something and you think, I remember the first time I heard this or I remember what I was reading when I was listening to this or something. And right. it's been a year since we covered this on the podcast. And having something that you read that stays with you that long, that's a good thing. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's that's a testament to your writing, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ryan put it the best, I think, where you, whenever you read fan fiction, if you can remember one thing, it doesn't even have to be the plot, it can be a scene, it can be a sentence, but you take something away from that piece of work. And in this case, the whole album. <laughs> you know, right. It's just, <laughs> I just remember the whole thing. So, yeah, and, and no, I had a friend tease me that I skyrocketed their sales. <laughs> sent that out. Said, I think that's a little excessive to say, but it would be nice if if I knew there was a bump in their sales. Right. Yeah, yeah. You need a little kickback here. Yeah. Yeah. Product placement. Uh. Yeah. I probably ought to be careful since I it's all copyrighted. But. <laughs> yeah, but you. But you're not selling it. You're. No. No. You're helping. Giving it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, for for Harry Potter, yeah. People yeah. Wanna- Go and listen to it. So I always think of it as the restaurant. So that's where my brain always yeah. goes. It goes to the restaurant. Where does it? Oh, because of the it's the bar, the, the oyster bar. Na- no, it's the name of a local restaurant here. Is three doors down. Oh, <laughs> and all of my brother's friends worked there. Oh, well, that so explains. that's I always connect with it that way. Yeah. I watch a lot of Food Network, as mm. everybody here knows, and they'll do a, a spot on an oyster bar. And I think, is that Sam's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And, I, always, uh, I always say I wish I was better at art than just, you know, stick figure. Because some of these scenes are so very clear for me. I would love to sketch them. And oh, I can yeah. see them in my head. I just cannot make it translate down my arm onto <laughs> the paper. So Yeah, that's the annoying bit. It's very well, frustrating. So. Yeah, you were you did an admirable job of putting them, oh, good. describing I so, them. So. <laughs> I I like to read. I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I love the movie and this, that, and the other. But you know, I like to read the books and picture the movie picture in my own head. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned several times that there were scenes in here that we could see them in a movie. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it is really weird. Like like when. Jenny was talking to the senator, and it's almost like that CSI kind of, you know, with the big room with the dark lighting and the and right. the strategic. I mean, you could just picture the wood and the sure. room, and, and right. it was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I the, think a lot the, of that is because those action scenes particular, um, they're a little harder to write. So for me, I have to sit in quiet place for a little while before I write it and really play it out in my head mm-hmm. and really picture it. And I and I do that with any scene also, not just action, but where there's a large crowd. For instance, if, if I'm setting a scene at the borough and there are a lot of people, I have to sit and play that out in my head and picture it because... 
invariably you leave somebody out or, you know, it's the wrong feeling for a large group of people or, or whatever. So, yeah, well, I have adds, to do that a lot. It adds so much depth to it because I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those kind of people that will come into a room and sit in the corner and observe everybody. Yes. Watch yeah, everybody. I am too. And so, but you, and you can tell because most writers are like that because yeah. they can describe everything that is going on in the room and how it's tied together and how it's not, you know, right. how this guy's over here schmoozing around with this martini in his hand and he's being a big joker and the, the women are standing next to him kind of, you know, uh, hip shot going, yeah, whatever, dude, you know? Yeah. And then on the other side of the room, you have a really intense conversation going on between two other people and then they're, you know, almost nose to nose are having this conversation. And it, to describe that, I mean, it really brings the reader into the room and, and lets them experience all these different things that are going on around them. That, it's not just somebody walks into a room with a plate of hors d'oeuvres, you know, it, yeah. that doesn't describe it well. I think when, you know, when you go into Sam's, you really feel like you're in this dark, dingy, heavy right. wood. It smells like oysters and seafood mm-hmm. and spices. And, and beer. And, and, yep. and, you, and the, yeah, you get all of that impression. Good. And I, that's just, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear because that's where, you know, and that's a hard thing as an author, too. I think you see it in your head. And it doesn't always necessarily translate down. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have some good pre-readers and betas that can go, wait a minute, I have no clue what you're saying here. <laughs> or that may make sense to you, but I'm not seeing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's always it's, a good idea to have a beta reader who keeps track of where the glasses are, too. Yes. Which is funny. Oh, I've, I'm I've horrible read a with where glasses. <laughs> I, think I, had a, I had a read a fic once where somebody was drinking wine out of a glass and then the glass just disappeared it's like did she put it down are they dancing with it did she, did she yeah. drop it on the floor you always you know. dance with the glass <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yes you know Good. just this 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 wine glass that never seemed to like this was it glued to her hand you know <laughs> it was yeah. a sticking I, charm come on yeah that's it <laughs> i have a hard time um when i write harry I have one reader in particular, my beta reader, Kathy, who is very, very good about picking up where I've set Harry's glasses down <laughs> because they're not always on his face. And That's funny. I always, do that with my mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's always pretty good about picking out and say, wait a minute, Harry set his glasses down. He took them off a couple sentences ago and now you have him reading something. He's not going to be able to read that. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I got to go back. And, face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, to describe the motion of conversation, if if people are using their hands or, or moving or things like that to make sure the flow is right. And she's really good at that. Or like having She's a purse good. and not having a purse and having a back pocket or yeah. having no pockets. You know, where do you put your wand? You know, that kind of thing. You know, you never put it in your back pocket. You'll blow off your buttocks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mad Eye. <laughs> 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 No, I That's just, probably I was... one of the things that happened in their training class. <laughs> yeah, probably. There was Trammell and Mad-Eye and a third guy who had this accident, and it was just not a good scene. Yeah, yeah. we, um, the <laughs> other podcast, the, the other podcast I do, we did a skit for Christmas. I don't actually think it went out this Christmas. I think it's going to go out next year. Where oh, we good. did a... We're not the only ones that are a year behind. Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. When things don't get done, you just push it off till next Christmas. Um, right. We actually did an adaptation of the Christmas story where Harry wanted a wand for Christmas. <laughs> It'll put your eye out, kid. Yeah, you'll shoot your buttocks <laughs> off with. <I> <laughs> so, 
yeah it was oh, funny no. so <laughs> and sure That's... enough he shoots his eye out Aww. or he shoots his buttocks off that's what it was yeah Isaacs are known to kill people sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a question for you, Kelly, because I asked Andy this earlier and she mentioned that different people see it different ways. And since Mm. you were a reader from from the time this was out and probably before, how does this story compare with Andy's other stories? Is it similar to what she usually writes? Does she write all sorts of different things? And how would you rate this story? Well... (laughs) She does have a theme. We have, I guess you could call it the teen love kind of thing and then you have a dramatic separation and yeah. then either a unknowing reunion or a known reunion and then dealing with friends and family through either how do I put this reconciliation with their friends and family or one of them having to reconcile with friends and family because that one was gone or lost or ran away or was kidnapped for years uh-huh. or something and yes that's a, that's a theme brighter than sunshine was like that um, 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 there was Funny. another one. Uh, yeah. Seeking the Silver was kind of a twist uh, on that, too. Yeah, a little bit of a twist on that one, too. Funnily enough, the the idea for this story, Away from the Sun, came after writing Brighter Than Sunshine. Because they're similar. They deal with memory issues and the change that comes in with the different memory issues in that. And when I wrote that one, I was very determined that Harry was going to get his memories back. That everything was going to be put right in Brighter Than mm-hmm. Sunshine. And on this one, I was very determined it wasn't. So <laughs> I was so mad. I know, I remember. (laughs) I was so mad because I wanted those to be put back and they were ruined and I was just, I stomped around the house for two days. Yeah. (laughs) See, and this is where the Slytherin in me comes in because I I kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But yeah, I was... You missed it, Kelly. She said two of her beta readers wouldn't talk to her for several days. (laughs) Nope. One of my pre-readers, Ella, has never read this story. She hasn't? No. She confessed that the other day. Yep. She will not read it. She She won't won't read it? She's doing doing a Melinda? Yes. No, she can't. She's fine with the premise, and she's actually fine with the Harry Dye scenes and and the funeral. uh, It's the the emotions that she can't handle. She can't handle Ginny's grief? Yeah, she does not handle the grief. Oh, goodness um, gracious. And so she just, and I'm fine with that. You know, I, I, it, it was a big joke at the time <laughs> of reading. And, and she would tell me, no, I didn't read it. And I kept thinking, yeah, right, you're reading it. You're just, <laughs> whatever. Oh, no, no, she's never read it. So she's read, she's read little bits and pieces. She does, she helped me with Dole. And so she's read a lot of his bits and pieces, but she has never read all of the story. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, famously that we can't get Melinda to read it. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> it, we keep telling her, she's always, I want good fic. It's like, read this one. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly understanding about that. Not everything is for everybody. And, and I don't necessarily write it. This is going to sound very selfish. I don't write it for you guys. I'm oh, glad yeah. you enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> and I love to share it. But it's not written for you guys. It's written for me. Which is why when you get that, well, that and you get people that I know that every writer who does serial format at some point always has to yell at the readers. Be patient. Quit pestering me. I know know. what I'm doing. Quit 
pushing and and the people who understand that the people who understand that yes we have to wait I hate waiting and I'll be patient now if I don't want to be patient for six months but you know I can I can handle a week at a time and I do remember the oh my god it's four o'clock in the morning and she posted it two minutes ago I must read it right now yes (laughs) I remember (laughs) done that A lot, you know. A Skype message that said, I haven't slept in two days and it's all Andy's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I keep telling you guys, it'll still be there, I promise. Or the four o'clock in the morning, the four o'clock in the morning, I am, it's up, the next part is up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sue used to do that to me. She'd IM me at six o'clock in the morning and it's like, what are you doing up? I had to get up and get the chickens, but there's a new part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh You got to learn on the the iPod before you can go out and deal with those chickens. You need something to keep you happy while you're out there with them. And that uh, lovely chapter dump you got right in the middle too. So Uh, I'd forgotten, I'd completely forgotten I did that until going back (laughs) to the author notes. Well, and, and like I said, I think all, I think all authors who, all writers who post serial like that at some point have to, you know, basically bitch slap the readers and say, you know, (laughs) lighten the hell up. Okay. It's also kind of an honor. Someone is getting that is yeah. into your work that much, even though that's not what you. It's kind. Of, it's kind of nice, but yeah, well, well, it, I never experienced it. But it also depends on how they're phrasing it too, because most people are like, oh, "I can't wait till the next part," and they're perfectly happy to to leave it at that. And then you got the person saying, "Damn it, where's the next part? Post it now. Do it right now. Do it right now, or I'm gonna come find you." And it's like you need to lighten up. Well, it has been three weeks, four days, two hours, and 57 seconds since you posted the last part. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think uh, I don't, Ella had that problem, too. There um, a, yeah. There was another author that, that I was listening to one time, and they had a fan goes, what can I do to make you write faster? And they said something about Chinese food, and the guy found him and brought Chinese food to him. Yeah, that's oh, actually awesome. that's one of our podcasts that came from Viridian. Yeah. Did it? Okay. <laughs> I think of that. I mean, it totally freaked me out. Well, it kind of freaked him out too because somebody strange showing up at his door with Chinese food that he didn't know was. Oh uh, yeah! A Holy cow! Oh, I'd be off the charts. Yeah, I don't think I would. And trust he found me, out later that it was somebody from his mailing list that he actually knew off oh, the mailing gotcha. list fairly well. But at the time, he didn't know that. And, yeah. oh. and they were pretty freaked out about the whole thing. So Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've gotten virtual checks in the, <laughs> in the emails and, and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of promises. So well, one day I'll the call only them th- all due. <laughs> the, only th- the only thing I did was keep track of how many words were written. That's all I know, I did. which was which was completely awesome. I was like, "Yes, I got that part." Because I'm well, way know, too lazy to open it all up in one one document. I had it chapter by chapter, and I'm way too lazy to open it all up into one document and figure it out. 
Oh, well, she well, sent it to me because I came in partway through. And she's like, you got to read this. You got to read this. I'm sending you a file. And I got this huge file. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, my heavens. I can't even imagine. And wow. And <laughs> after that, I went chapter to chapter with her. And yeah. I think that was the first time I'd ever done that with somebody. I'd read some works in progress and stuff like that. But this was the first time that I was with somebody else and we were anticipating it and talking about it. Right. So it was really fun. That's yeah, good. it was. It was. And we did that with with this story and I think we actually did it with Keza's Rebuilding Life too. Oh yeah, They're, probably. You know, those, the really big ones that you come across. That's like, you know, you, you hear about when they were publishing after the end, you know, and it's like, yes. okay, yeah, we know it's been six weeks and here's the new part and those all had, it was the classic serial format where you have stuff that goes on and then you have kind of a little cliffhanger at the end of it to make right. people go, ah, oh, I have to come back next week. Answers tomorrow. Same back time, same back channel. You know, pay my nickel to the <laughs> matinee to yeah. watch the next part. What does Zorro do now? You know, <laughs> and that's always it's always fun to to do that. It's and, a very and, unique style to write in too. It's very yeah, different. But, but see, in your case, if I'm not mistaken, you had most of it done. Before you start, or do you have all of it done all before you start posting? Okay. Generally, I have all of it. This this one was a little bit of an exception, and there's a whole joke that goes on with that too. Because honestly, I did not post the prologue originally. <laughs> Ella did. She uh, she hijacked my journal. She happened to. I cannot remember why she had my password. <laughs> Uh, I cannot remember. I was gullible or gave it or something. I don't know. She hijacked my journal and stuck it up there. Oh, and so everybody was like, where's the next part? Yeah, everybody was yeah. going nuts. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. I remember reading that and thinking, who the hell is Joe? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm surprised Ella's still alive. No, no. Pregnant, I think, at the time, so that spared her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. More than likely, that's probably what it was. I don't remember at the time what it was, but yeah, there's a reason she's my best friend, and you know, <laughs> she gets away with stuff that nobody else ever could. Yeah. So, well, I think it's funny because you get people that are say, oh, yeah, I remember when this chapter came out and this was going on. It's kind of like, again, with after the end, when the last chapter was released yeah. after the end, that was the Friday night that Order of the Phoenix was released in book form. Mm-hmm. And I remember the author's notes actually say, Order of the Phoenix is being released tonight. What are you doing home in front of your computer? Yes, I remember <laughs> reading those notes. And it's kind of fun to go back and read the notes and realize just how much time has passed and, and that yeah. I do lo I love to put author's notes on my stories. I don't that so was... much I don't do it as much in fan fiction or any of the other places where I did post this one. But I do it more on my live journal just because there's there's a there's more of a select group of readers that have been with me for years mm -hmm. that understand my twisted humor and <laughs> <laughs> and appreciate it and, and forgive it <laughs> when I do naughty things like post empty chapters. And I think I did that once on this. I posted something odd and, and everybody was, was ticked off. But Was Ella the one who posted, well, she decided she was going to go to Muppet? Uh, on yeah. that. Yes. Was that, <laughs> that was, was me. That ba was that bacon? Um, was I that you? I, I, I took a <laughs> So... <laughs> 
<laughs> I got in so much trouble because of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it worked then. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, that, I, I had was, to share I, that. That was complete retaliation for that the for the so posting funny. of the prelogue or the prologue. Actually, Ooh. I don't remember right. That was a great story. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I got to go back and find yeah, it. Yeah, it's what's funny yeah. is that I had to share that with my real life friends here, and now somebody will say something. We'll talk. We'll be somebody will say something about the Muppets, and I'll go mmm bacon, and everybody will crack up. <laughs> Ashley yeah. is the only one who doesn't understand it because she, she's like, what? Never mind, you're too young. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, Mama, oh, that's so that's, funny. Um, that completely tells you how twisted I am inside. Yeah. <laughs> 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 only I come up with something that disgusting. It wasn't disgusting. It was great. It was <laughs> It was oh, very funny. I just got the Muppet that is. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> wake up, Trisha. I know it's late, hon, but wake up. Oh, I forgot about the Muppet thing. Oh, <laughs> Sue gave that to me. I was like, oh, Sue. Oh. Sick and yeah, but wrong. you thought it was funny, too. Oh, it was, it was freaking hilarious. It was so wrong, it was right. Yeah, right. <laughs> You couldn't have made it any more perfect for her unless you put vomit in there. And then it would have just, yeah. you know, put her in. Oh, no, next time. Been- next time. Yeah, I know. I keep thinking, you know, it's been a little quiet over there on Live Journal. I'm thinking I might have to come up with some kind of something to go on. Maybe maybe we need to have a pirate takeover or something one day. Oh, that'll be fun. We'll have to- I, I have to we'll admit have to- that I have been over to Live Journal for quite a while. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I logged on the other day to read this story, but only because I wanted to read some comments and the notes, the author's notes, because I don't have those in my original files. I think the last time I logged into LiveJournal was before Christmas, so and I keep getting this post that says, we've added two weeks on to your paid. I was like, okay, you've added two weeks on and it's due in a couple weeks, I know, but I just... Hardly. I used to be over there a lot, and yet yeah. I'm going to say this. And yes, I used to be over there a lot because I could get to it from work, but I can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That makes it harder. Darn fireball. I know that you haven't heard all of the podcasts. We still have two more that I actually right. listened to the last one just to pick up to see if I could get any more questions or ideas. Mm-hmm. But were there. I any... didn't make the last two, did I? You didn't make this, the next one that's coming out because we talk about vomit, but you weren't there for it. But you are with <laughs> fun of it. Yeah. That's okay. There was plenty of vomit in this one. Yeah, there was lots of vomit. I know. I love it. There was it. lots of vomit. I didn't realize how much I had written in there, but. <laughs> I love Trisha. I think she's my new favorite author. <laughs> it was great. Now, I, I really like the fact that for someone, and I don't press me, I don't watch a lot of crime shows. Like my mother loves to watch CSI and SUV, SUV, SVU, and, um, you know, <laughs> X-Files. And I don't know, I just saw that stuff. She likes to watch all that stuff, numbers. And reading this, you could actually see where parts, okay, here's a part of <laughs> X-Files. Here's Stargate stuck in here. And 
it's just yeah it's just well, it's the, the drama is, I, yeah it's the drama and I when I was writing it and that I wasn't watching anything I don't really I'm not a big TV watcher and so you know I wasn't writing anything but I can see yeah I can see where there are certain things that definitely were inspired or not necessarily inspired but have a similar flavor I guess would be the right way to say mm-hmm. it but well it is because of the yeah. of you, you're trying to figure out a mystery and that's what all of yeah. the shows are trying to figure out mysteries right. just you could even almost see the lighting and the and the way that the buildings have a, yeah. a layer of dust on them and you know just yeah it was it was great <laughs> well um, it was a lot of fun my question was going to be was there anything that we brought up that you wanted to ask us about any anything that we um, said that you went are you people nuts you know anything <laughs> like that <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. We've had authors throw stuff. things at the computer when we've talked about their stuff, so you know, yeah, I like to give them no, the chance I, um, to retaliate. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm perfectly content with everything so far. I, I there hasn't been anything that I mean, we've already talked about the memories and and the pensive and and that, but yeah. No, not not that I've heard so far that need to be cleared up. I don't think. I can't think of anything. So you don't have any, like, you know, the boat was upside down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was about she'd want to know who the milkman was, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman's my neighbor. He's 70 yeah. years old, and he decided to hit on me. Oh, and he hit gotcha. on me at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Oh, nice. I was not... I was not expecting him, and this nice, naive girl that I am, I let him up, and then he kind of looks me up and down, and he goes, you know, you can come down and visit me sometime, and I'm thinking, (laughs) (laughs) And then, no, the hell way. (laughs) Well, you know, don't all of your neighbors want to borrow milk at 2 o'clock in the morning? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I didn't even... Think of it. I mean, I don't even know. I always have my phone on because I worry that about my parents. I worry about my crazy ass friends doing shit. And so I keep my phone on and I instantly answered it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he gave me some kind of weird sob story about not having milk in the morning and eating and something about this car. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Come on up and I'll give, give you some damn milk. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I never no, I kind of put the idea together, but. We actually had talked about the Milkman for 30, 40 minutes before the podcast started. And I cut all of that out thinking that it wouldn't be in the podcast itself and that it keeps popping up. Yeah. But it's really funny where it pops up. So I, I sort of leave it because it's yeah. fun for that little laugh. But Yeah, yeah, because, yeah usually Kelly, it's like being, having the Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think I know, okay. an earlier yeah. one where you mentioned it or something. Yeah, I think it was the first one. because it didn't it didn't throw me completely. So yeah, we have a lot of things that kind of pop up. You know, like Yellowstone. That's a kind of a running theme. And oh yeah, no, we do in our podcast too. The one, our podcast I do that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a running joke. So. And people go, why do you keep talking about Yellowstone? It's like, you have to listen to the entire first season to understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to plug that podcast? I know you mentioned it earlier. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to. Stay or not. But. Yeah, that's fine. I am one of the gurus on GalleryCast. And so we talk about various topics in the Harry Potter world. And then we also do filks, which are usually humorous takes on current songs that we rewrite to fit in the Harry Potter world. And we usually highlight some rock, wizard rock per episode. And then occasionally we do funny commercials and 
and skits and, and things like that as well. Sometimes we'll have other authors or contributors to Harry Potter community on and do interviews and things like that too. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. So on your filk, is it just Harry Potter filk or is it any filk? It's Harry Potter based. So um, okay. yeah. I was pretty involved in performing <laughs> Star Trek filk at Oh, gotcha. At fiction convention, so, or at, at, at fantasy filk, like we did yeah. a lot of Anne McCaffrey songs that she wrote mm. and we set to music. Of course, you have things like Pop the Magic Maggot, you know. Yes. <laughs> Just an old yeah. filk song. Yeah. I was involved in the groups that would stay up until five o'clock in the morning with a guitar in the lobby of a hotel at a convention. Yeah. Gotcha. No, yeah, I um, I've performed a couple, but I'm a little more behind the scenes as far as writing folk, and I don't necessarily see myself as a singer, so <laughs> I prefer to I prefer to leave that to others. Yeah, I I was the one of the. You know, the first one that I ever did in public with my guitar was Band from Argo, which is like 4,000 verses long. And I thought my fingers <laughs> were going to fall off by the end oh, of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just a Leslie Fish and Julia Eklar and, and all of those classic 70s and 80s filk <laughs> I used yeah. to do. A long time ago. <laughs> a long, long time ago. But those are fun. Something new to listen to. I'm always looking for something to listen to, so I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> then you throw in a little bit of my favorite wizard rock and we're good to go. Yeah. Gallery cast, huh? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, we get it on iTunes and Perfect. that as well. So. Well, I think we're kind of slowing down. I, I'm out of my page of notes and we've lost Scott and he hasn't come back yet. So <laughs> we, we tend no to lose the Canadian partway through. I don't know what it is. Uh, well, times yeah. we lose Trisha too because it's past her bedtime. Late. Yeah. Yeah, because after 11 there, and Scott's on my time zone, so it's only 10, but he may be getting popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of tends to like popcorn when he's podcasting, doesn't he? His Did you, were you asked this question of who do you like to read? No. I haven't, no. You know, I haven't been reading a whole lot lately. I've been busy with real life explosions all over the place. Yeah, good question. Hmm. Uh, there's always the classics. I those classic ones, Test of Time and and After the End and and all of those ones. I I adore the older ones too. And I can read them over and over and over again. Melinda Leo, obviously. I think I've read hers more time than I've read my own. <laughs> well, that's it. Let's guilt her into reading you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm good. I understand completely. So there are certain certain authors that I can't read their stuff either and I I I love them as authors and and that but I can't I just can't do it well, and that's I can, respectful. I can tell you that the reason Melinda doesn't want to read it is because Harry dies. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's that's not with... a grief, it's not anything else. It's the fact yeah. that he gets killed off but he doesn't. It's like Melinda read the story. Yeah. yeah. And no, she could I completely forgive her. It's all good. Probably <laughs> has read. I mean, I don't know, but it, yeah, it's the story. It's not the author at all. Yeah, no, and that's fine. She's read oh, some yeah. of my other stuff and commented, and it's all good. I nothing but respect. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that I've actually got test of time and after the end on in hard copy. <laughs> yes, I do too. You do I, too. I do. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm glad I'm yeah. the only one. Like I have that. that. I have I have Melinda's in hard copy. Yeah, I know. I know. My husband just looks at me like those are reams and reams and reams of peace. <laughs> yes, I know. Just leave it alone. Don't touch it. 
And you know, we're actually talking about, I don't know if somebody's asked you about this, but we're talking about taking the files or the, uh, or the stories yeah. offline and making them into different format for e-readers like the Kindle oh, or yeah. the iPod. Oh, that awesome. So that you can actually, you know, go through by chapter, you can go to a chapter, you can bookmark it, you can highlight it, you can do all this stuff, other stuff to it. I, I, I got a Kindle for Christmas that I absolutely adore. And right. um, we've got somebody on the forum who's all like, can I make these into ebooks, please? You know, so we actually need to go back and get author permission because he wants to host them on the Potterfic Weekly website. Oh, gotcha. um, oh, that would be brilliant because, yeah, uh, everything right now that I have, if it's not hard copy, I've got it in like PDF form, which is fine, mm-hmm. but, you know, makes it well, a little and, and PDF is a little hard to read with Kindle because it's right. you get big borders and everything. But if you yeah. if you put it in such a format that these e-readers can read it, you can make the font really big and make the font really small. Some of them have text to speech where it'll read it to you, you know, ah, things like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does always come up with weird things, as we mentioned in some it, of well, our podcasts. Yeah. Certainly does. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually reading a series right now that's not fan fiction. Why? 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 Why would they do this? And the person's name is Lucivar, and the text reader reads it as Luckivar. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be Lucifer. This luck, luck does not go in here at all. And Satan, <laughs> which is read as satin or some satin. weird thing like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really fun to be listening to the devil as satin. But, you know, I, I, I have a, a text reader that I've used called Balabolka, and you can actually tell it how to pronounce words. For example, I like I it when it doesn't do it, Bill, because it, it shows that I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, who are you? T- oh, it's that person. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Nevil? Yeah, Nevil. Nevil. Nice. And what was it? Ryan's, the wee lies. Was it Ryan's text-to-speech that was doing? There was, a, there was a story where everyone was calling him Nev as a nickname, and it was, <laughs> and it was reading Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it has the abbreviations of all the states programmed in. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I the, I got actually got the program to correctly pronounce the American version, sorry, Scott, of Expecto Patronum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it, instead of, as Scott says it, says it, Expecto Patronum, which is a little, it, it's a different, but the Expecto yeah. Patronum, and then you had, you know, the spells. The spells are, Hermione's name is really kind of hard, too. But, I love it. <laughs> but it's fun. Like I said, for the Nook and for the Kindle, Kindle yeah. and the Kobo e-reader, the, the e-read formats, which are, you know, you can carry your entire life around with you in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that makes it fun. We're trying to get that. But I can see where people would have a problem with it, but I can also see that sink into your eyes. That would be a good thing to have for something like that, where you'd have a PDF version or a Mobi version, you know, because right. they're, they're open formats. It's not like it's a Windows document file that only Windows right. can. But I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll put you down because I have a feeling I'm going to be contacting a bunch of authors. So I, I can skip you now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. You know, it's it's out there for better or for worse already. So, <laughs> And we can actually even put two different forms because we can have the puffed version and the non-puffed version. Yeah. Um, let me think what I think about that. 
Um, <laughs> or you could have it as what we would normally do, especially with because we do have an under or an over age section of right. The yeah, okay. it would go out in the restricted okay. section. Yeah, it's a restricted section, and so your okay. non-puffed version would go into the open archive, and then the puffed version would go into the restricted More section. Strict. You have to. You, you would have, have to be have a forum to, member in order to get into there. Yeah, and end of age. Right. right. Um, I'm comfortable with that than I okay. am with an open format. So Yeah, we, um, that's, we wouldn't put yeah. something... I'm glad you said something that, about that, Kelly, because I wouldn't have thought of that at all. I would have just taken whatever he gave me and put it up. Well, then that's, Actually, I would have taken whatever he gave me and given it to Ryan to put up because I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, we would definitely restrict access right. to someone who didn't wasn't of age. Right. That's good. And, and yeah... Yeah, so that makes well, it a little more comfortable for me. We have a president whose daughters are Harry Potter fans Yeah, who are underage, and it's not exactly something that we would want them to read and get us yeah. into trouble. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Yeah. Obama. I'm really sorry that your daughter read that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really kind of torn on that stuff, honestly. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's, it's as long as you're of age, you should be able to read it. So Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. But, um, yeah, there's a culpability once it's out there that sometimes I look at it and go, really? Did I really do that? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, your stuff, at least on the live journals, friend locked. It is. So, yeah. I mean, that... And I don't have it, I don't have it anywhere. I don't have it anywhere where that's not locked. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yes, I remember losing my live journal password and going, I can't get into the story. <laughs> Oops. That was, I was like, I know it's right there. I can see it, but I just can't get to yep. it. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Poor me. But yeah, um, we would make sure that that's okay. segregated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it if it can't be done then just go with the basic right <laughs> version, that's fine. So Yeah, we're not up to exposing uh minors to yeah. unauthorized oh, material. I figure, but I didn't figure. <clears throat> hey, we're an explicit podcast. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, talk know, about I vomit. I think ours is too, but Well, it, we use four letter words. That's the <laughs> Mostly uh-huh. that, and and then we have we actually we're not only isn't is, is it an explicit podcast, but we actually have episodes that you have to be eighteen to get, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so we even go above the explicit tag and say you can't have this, yeah. right? There Unless are a few things that yeah that we yeah. have to put Which out. Mightily annoyed some of our members for a little while. I can't. I don't know if they've come yes. back and got them since they were of age now, or if. It, if it matters anymore, but I know there was some yeah. complaining at the time. <laughs> I definitely remember at least one person who was put up a big stink about how she was going to be 18 in three months and why can't she have this now? And it's like, wait, three months? <laughs> Sorry, there's an age line. Right. <laughs> yep, and Dumbledore right. made You'll it. You'll get a beard. You can't yep. cross it. Turn points to Dumbledore. So there. <laughs> you can come back when you're 18. Yeah. I, I have a... I, I'm catching up on Melinda's I just did this yesterday caught up on Melinda's list mailing group mailing list that she has and death roll has put had put up the what was it 320 mm-hmm. reasons fanfic things not to do 
Yes. Was that put up anywhere publicly? Yeah, I believe it's on a live journal. It's on his live journal. No! Okay. Andy, that's something that I would recommend anybody reading because okay. it's hysterical. And, uh, I think I'm, that might tie in with the bad fanfic podcast that's going on. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. okay. I see where you're going at. Yeah. It's, it's oh, I'm sure. Not oh. to do. Not to write about, yeah, or not to put include. Oh, I'm sure I've cardinal sins. I've not probably in, crossed a lot of those. <laughs> not in any, not in any incarnation of of incarnation of Harry Potter is Snape ever to be judged as sexy. Oh yeah, no, except oh, maybe I'm in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, never, Harry never. would never move Trisha in. She must Snape. be asleep because she didn't oh, come in on that at all. Oh, there she is. Okay. I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're t- I'm not talking about Alan Rickman, Snape. I'm talking about Snape, actually, in the book. <laughs> Alan Rickman, Snape, is a whole different beast, okay? So, <laughs> uh, people's I, yeah. imaginations are funny things. You never know. Yeah, well... <laughs> Something we're, like I think we're going to just, try deliberately not to include that kind of thing on the this bad fic thing because it's not a that's a preference thing. Right. It's yeah. mm-hmm. to you any fic with that in it will be a bad fic. It's it's not a writing quality thing. Oh no, I was just using that as an example. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've read fic where that's just been totally different, but some of the implausible things, it's just like what were you thinking? You should never do this. <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. <laughs> I've written, a, yes, I think, funny. a fic where the characters in their own world respond to the various things that happen in fan fiction. So Snape is walking along the corridor one day and he is normal one moment and then the next moment he's all of a sudden his hair is all clean and everything and they're, oh no, they're writing one of those again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, time portals should never appear in the hallways at Hogwarts ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. It's oh, but they're so okay. fun. Oh, God. The only way you can do that is to make it completely crackfic or um, humorous in some way that nobody can take it serious. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well, and crackfic is a whole different. Oh, yeah. You know, <clears> that's <throat> a whole different thing. And you label it as crackfic. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 As opposed to, this is my magnus opus of my entire life. It's like, can you somehow pry the back of your hand off of your forehead? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, rain has come. Oh, you're getting rain instead of snow now? It's pouring outside. Oh, yeah. We lost almost all our snow to rain. We got got eight inches roughly today, and it's almost all gone because of the rain now. Where are you? In Boise. Oh, Idaho. Mm. Yeah. We still got ours. It's yeah, it's out there. Is it still snowing in Seattle? No. They actually didn't get hit nearly as hard as they thought they were going to. Oh, that's We good. got it. We were supposed oh, yeah. to get two or three inches, and we got over a foot. I, I saw lines for Portland from four to six. That's what I saw in the city. Mm-hmm. And, and we are cold. We actually are the warmest we've been all day right now. It's 31 degrees Fahrenheit. It's definitely not Celsius. I'll be dying. We're, we haven't had hardly anything. I mean, we've, we got two inches of snow or something like that last week. We had a total of three and a half inches all winter, which is mm-hmm. way below normal for us. Yeah, That's our normal, and we got a foot and a half. 
So I'm I think we should um, get together. wrap oh. this. Trisha's oh. ready to go to bed, and I'm sure so Andy didn't expect to be here for two hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just rambling about the weather, so you can tell it's sort of yeah, starting, it's starting to fade. It's yeah. gotten to that point. So I'm fading. <laughs> Trisha's dying on us. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing this wonderful fic that yeah. we enjoyed very I'm glad much. Glad you enjoyed it. And so. thank you for joining us in our craziness. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I had fun. It was fun. Yeah. And yeah, good luck on talking. your uh, medical procedure that's coming up soon. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Everything should be good. So You'll have we'll to let us know if work. any of those one shots ever happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Now now my brain's starting to stir. I'm thinking Jasper might need his own story here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. I would have there would be like pandemonium if I popped up with that. I think mm. I remember you talking about that before and saying, No, I'm never gonna do this. You're kidding. No, no, no. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna have some recuperation time where you're not gonna you're just gonna be oh, thinking. Yeah. I know, but I'm right I'm like knee deep in an original story right now. I need to yeah. need to finish uh-huh. that novel. <laughs> well, Those are good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully, but we'll see. Well, you know that you'll have to let everybody know. Oh, if anything comes of it, it, I will. But at the very least, they'll have something to share. There is there is an original finished out there sitting on a beta's desktop. She just hasn't had time to do anything with it. And I uh, promised to release it on Live Journal because I'm not I'm not going to do anything with it. Well, you know that I, I've read this in the last couple of months where people have they're doing self self-publishing on Amazon, yeah. especially of like Kindle books and things like that. But it's almost like print on demand where you bypass Random House or yeah. p- Pocket Books and Pocket Books and Random House are going, wait a minute, you know, because they're not getting anything <laughs> because they're not involved. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the writers are not under contract or you've got somebody who's got a novel that they wrote for three years and, and they can't get anybody to do anything. So yeah. they're going to self-publish. And Amazon is actually doing things where they have editors and they will help you polish it up. Right. And then they'll... Right. So there's always that, too. <laughs> yeah, possible. Possible. So it just depends what I think of the idea when I get it written. Because some things, you have it in your mind and, and you get it all out on paper and then you look back at it and go, that is Ugh. not the way <laughs> it was supposed to come out. And, it, and it's okay. I'm not going to go back through and rewrite the thing. But it's definitely not what I expected when I started it. So, yeah. There's, we actually have quite a few. We've had at least one person who was a professional writer who wrote <laughs> Harry Potter fanfic. Mm-hmm. That we've talked to, and it was Fernworthy. Yes, and she wrote Quantum Leap books. And I have those. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, wow, I know you. <laughs> you know, and I think that's impressive, really. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, for right now, writing is my escape to get away from you know whatever else is going on and and that. So, um, well, when it stops being your escape, yeah. And, yeah. and I've had people that have done that. The One of the authors that I read, she comes out with a book a year, always in right. January. In fact, I think she's got one released yesterday. She started writing when she was a law student at Harvard, and she became a paralegal. And now she's quit that and has become a writer full time. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe once the kids are out of the house and <laughs> <laughs> we're at least, you know somewhat on their own. 
There you go. I was going to say, if you're anything like me, as my mom says, I'm never out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And I, don't live, and I don't even live with her. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I still have little ones, so. Well, we should say goodnight, and then yeah. we can chat if we want to, but then Trisha can sleep, so. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on with us and yeah, putting you. up with our insanity through the podcast series and oh, all yeah. of that. No, I've really enjoyed it. It's It's been uh it's been cool to be able to have something to listen to it's, that I can look forward to and, and that. So I've definitely saved them. I might have to listen to them again one day. So I did um, post somebody on your live journal asked for a direct link. So oh, yes. I, I gave her it one. Okay, I sent awesome. her to the first one. So hopefully that'll get her started. Yeah, awesome. Because I went and looked again today because I knew that some people might have questions for the okay, podcast. Okay, cool. So I did double check yeah. that at one point today. I, I didn't go back during this, but I didn't see any other questions except for the Cathy's. Yeah, no, Kathy was all excited. So Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> we connected on Facebook, so that worked out just fine. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, thank you again, and... Well. I'm sure we'll be in touch at least okay. through Facebook. <laughs> so. Yeah, sounds good. And you're Maybe welcome to come these. join the forum. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, our craziness on the forum. Please come. Yeah. We want to make you the fun. take the uh, sorting hat test. We'll just search you straight into Slytherin if that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I belong. So yeah. We have some Slytherins that would be thrilled to have you. Uh-huh. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and Hat's always bored and looking for somebody new to sort. So you know that, that would. Be and cool. he really likes authors because he'll just go on and on and on and on. Because I think Hat is an aspiring author, singer, yeah, um, poet, songwriter, yeah, yeah everything. Gardener, not so much. I keep trying, but I can't quite get him into the gardener thing. So. <laughs> he wants to act on stage, but it's really hard because he doesn't have legs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and thank all of you for coming and listening, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, and there we are. Patricia, it really is good night. Yep. Good night, Patricia. <laughs> good night, guys. Thank you. Hi. Thank Thanks you. Come and being with the crazies. Yeah, yeah the, the crazy people. Oh, I feel like I fit right in. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always make one people crazy. <laughs> so hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. My Kindle just decided to update itself. I'm trying to figure out what it did.